real turning point. If you just let me help. You can help by shutting your face. Where is the key? I hid it. Show me. I want to show you something else first. We don't have time for this. I don't want to have to hurt you. But I do want to hurt you. Real bad. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 191. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where on today's episode, we're drinking and driving. <laughs> We don't condone that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I said drinking and drive like drink in. Drink dash in and drive dash in. Right. Like you're drinking, like you're drinking in the drive-in, not right. drinking and driving. And then you're not driving home. You're having no. somebody else drive you home. Yeah, like James. Like last weekend when we went, I drank Jave Drums. Drave Drums. Drave Drums. I'm drinking. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Drave. <laughs> What's up, Drave? I'm Jim. How you doing? What's up, dog? I'm gonna call you Draven for long. Mm. Does anybody ever do that? Like somebody Eric? Has a, somebody have like a Eric short Drake? name and they make a long name? Like instead of like like instead of James, you're Jim. Jimothy? Yeah, it's like your, if your name was just Jim, I'm gonna call you Jimstifer. 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 Like, well, it's good. It See, doesn't, have, it doesn't have this. I told you. It's now fucking it's fucking hot. hot dude. Well, we're also drinking coffee, which is. Yeah, that's to keep us awake at uh, 20 to 12 because we start late. Why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, oh, this is 100% your fault. Why? I'm ready to go at like 8 o'clock every night. It's not my fault. You made decision to have kids. Wrong. What are you talking about, dude? I came over. We played trivia. Well, in all fairness, the trivia is putting a little bit of a damper on our night because it's fun to play. So we are taking... How's that a damper then? Well... If anything, it enha- start if anything, it enhances our Friday night experience. I will reach across this table because I can do that now. Yeah. 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 Can we touch each other? Haven't you been touching me this whole time? Who's that been? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is touching me at night? I don't. I haven't been paying attention. Are we allowed to touch each other again? I don't. Not me and you specifically, but can I hug my fucking friends? I'm a hugger. I mean, I spoon- I like I like hugging people, you know. And by proxy, you've already touched me because I was spooning your wife last night. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. And um, also, if there's somebody touching you from the back, it's our crazy friend that came by last week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking that of, that was just a few days ago. Speaking <clears throat> of, should I get my baseball bat? Should I should I bring it over here just in case? I have my knife. Oh, you got your knife? Okay, we're good. So, funny story. Uh, James and I were oh, hanging let out. Let me unsheath it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, James it literally sounded like a pen cap coming off. <laughs> it could have been anything. Um, James and I are sitting in my house the other night, and uh, it's it's beautiful. Finally, it is beautiful summer weather here in Michigan, right? Yep. So I got my mm-hmm. I got my door my door wall or screen door door wall door what wall. The fuck? Okay, shut up. Door wall. Fuck, fuck with sliding door. People yeah, with this door sliding wall. door bullshit. It's a door wall. <laughs> it's a wall, and it's also a door. <laughs> We're so Midwest. Where's the debate? It. Where's the fucking debate? You could also say it's a door and it slides. No. That's, what? That's stupid. 
<laughs> Shut the. F- <laughs> the fact that you're even entertaining it is ridiculous. So my door wall was open, right? Thank you. The uh, the glass was completely open. I just had my screen door, uh, you know, covering the the bugs to get in, if you will. It's it's actually a sliding screen. <laughs> So the door wall was open. The sliding screen was closed. There you go. We're sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden, we hear this weird grunting and like whining coming from outside. And it was from like, like a person. Fuck. God damn. Fuck. Well, that was like, what? that was the porno we were watching. That was me. <laughs> no, but like that's what we heard coming outside. We're like, what the fuck is that? Like, we both stopped or whatever. We we paused or turned on the TV or whatever, and it just kept happening, well, and it kept man. getting louder. And louder, like it was like right by my back door. So I jump up. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, it's the sounds I make when something's right he near was, my back door. It's right up on my back door. So I jump off the couch and run to my room to get my fucking Louisville that's next to my bed. Oh, the old slugger? The old slugger. Nice. Um, because like le- legitimately we had no idea what was going on. I it, fucking, was, I, it was weird. I like, army crawled over to my bag <laughs> to get my to get my hunting knife that I always carry. <laughs> I wish there would have been a camera on us. <laughs> I didn't actually army crawl. I did. You kind of. I did. did get low and kind of <laughs> scooted over there because I didn't want him to see me. Because by the by the time I grabbed my knife and you grabbed your bat, yeah. he was standing on your porch. Yeah, he um. So he ended up getting in the way that my porch is set up. It's like outside my door wall. There's uh, there's like like two kind of half half ninety degree fence things that come out, and then there's an opening like right in front of it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the proper way to describe that, but Wait, there's little, walls on either there's side. There's like a little fenced in yeah. area that makes like a like a four foot by eight foot patio, right? It's a patio with yeah. a couple walls, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the dude was like literally got up right like inside my little fence area. He was like mm-hmm. two feet away from my completely wide open uh-huh. sliding screen, and um, so we both run to get some fucking weapons. Like the dude sounded like either. He was like crazy and like schizophrenic or something, like maybe off his meds. Well, you go, you go, man, he's, oh, it sounds like he's high as yeah, shit on something. I thought he was maybe high on and then drugs. You go, yeah. And then you go, oh, I kind of feel bad. Like he sounds like he needs well, help. But then me, I go, here's where my dark mind goes to because we watch too many scary movies. And I'm like, I'm like, that sounded like a dude who had voices in his head telling him to come in and kill us. And him verbally going, no, no. Yeah, no like, you know, and as soon as you said that, that's I'm like, what it oh, sounded shit, like. That's, like. Yeah. So then I'm like, we should probably go over and close that door. But Mike's like, he's still. He's right there. Right there. So we were kind of like, look, we kind of like around the corner watching the dude. Like if he, if he would have come into my place, I would have charged out there with the fucking bat. Well, down. we kind of positioned ourselves to where we could either retreat to the room <laughs> <laughs> or charge him if we had to. These guys are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> um but yeah, but we were, we were watching. It. I was not gonna let him come into my place though. Like sure, I would have, yeah. I would have, I would have run out screaming at the dude with the bat, you know. But then whatever. We he finally. I don't, don't want to hurt anyone, but you come into my fucking house. There's <laughs> we have a little bit of a problem. I want to hurt everyone, so I almost invite it. You know. That's a lie. You would have. You would have. Come on, no, dude. I was shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's weird when you when you get in that situation and the like the your heart's racing and your adrenaline's pumping and oh, you're yeah. like I don't know. How I'm going to react? I don't know what I'm going to do when he comes in here. Yeah, dude. Like when uh, I've told the story before, when I was uh, staying at my my folks' house uh, back in the day, they were in um, they were on vacation or whatever, and this is back when my dog was still uh, with us, and so I was over there dog sitting for the weekend. She was an old elderly dog or whatever, right? So I had to stay over there with her. Oh, Chloe. And uh, oh, Chloe. <clears throat> and um, I told you like it was like twelve thirty in the morning or whatever, and I'm watching a movie, and I keep seeing this flickering light coming from the kitchen area. No lights were on. So yeah. What the fuck is that? So I get up and I go to the back window and I look and the neighbor's house behind us is on fire. 
entirely aflame. Not not yet. It was the but the electrical box was on fire in the okay. back. Yeah. And um, I go, oh fuck! I've I've never been like first person to realize that a house was on fire. Right. I have. And it's one of those moments where you like to think that when you're in that situation, like you would react a like certain you'd way. Jump over the fence and sure. go save the old and, lady. And I'll be listen. I'll be the first to admit here. I didn't like. I kind of like freaked for a second. I was like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" You know. <laughs> I ended up calling nine one one. You know, they're just like, <clears throat> "Stay away from the house," especially being that it was an electrical fire. Yeah, that's even more dangerous yeah. because it it could be anything. You know, and plus I, I've seen backdraft, dude. Well, I ended up I've not going draft, over there. Luckily, the woman was actually out of the house when it happened. Oh, she was good. at the neighbor's house already because they were friends. Yeah. So she was already over there. So playing some uh, gin, luckily, gin I rummy or something. Something. Yeah. Um, I to this day. I feel like a piece of shit that I didn't go over there anyway to try to help. And it's not that I didn't want to. I The thing was this. The the fire department was literally six blocks away Yeah, my, from my parents' house. So I knew they were going to be there in a matter of a minute. Right? Yeah. Um, and sure as shit, though, when they did show up, though, dude, they started busting out windows and stuff. I didn't realize how bad it was all underneath the roof. So they pulled the gutter off. Oh, yeah. The and entire just roof out, just went right? straight up. Yeah, so as soon as you bust out the windows and it gets some that could oxygen. Have been, that could have been catastrophic had I gone in there and broken a window to try to save somebody Well, like or I said, you know? dude, I've seen backdraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. You go open the door. And then it just go. Point of the story is though. All of a sudden, a fireball is taking Point of the story is though. Until I actually recomposed myself, I was a ball of nerves. Like I literally, mm. like I, I paced around my fucking room for, you know, a good solid thirty seconds before I could calm myself down because I was like, oh fuck, oh. Before fuck. you even called, um, or you had called at that point. No, I, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, did somebody else call? Should I call? Like it was a kind of like a yeah. million things going through my head. Yeah. You know, um, luckily all ended well except for the woman's house burning, but. Um, <laughs> But like, but it's weird though. So you're saying that situation though, when you when you're forced with yeah, somebody, you when you're in that position, like you don't know how you're gonna react. Yep. Um, like I said, I'm mad enough to say that I don't know that I, I don't know the, how I would react. If someone comes into my fucking place though, I'm gonna at least make a fucking scene. Yeah. I'm not a violent person, so becoming <clears throat> violent is gonna take a lot for me to for that to happen. But I can I can I, I yeah I don't like being violent. I can when I need to be. Mm-hmm. I was almost violent toward you once. Look at us! Look at the horror guys because it's preaching nonviolence. Because you were violent <laughs> toward me in a completely dick way. <laughs> I wanted to hit you so bad. Wow. The one time you pushed me off the porch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh about it now, but I'm pretty sure you were about to kill me that day. That was the maddest I've ever been at you for 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 about I don't know 30 seconds, and then I calmed down. But I still wanted to hit you afterwards. So then the rest of the night it was kind of a joke. Like I was walking up to you and just saying, "Hey, just." Just take, just take one, just real quick. But it was, I was, just I was it, making, just take it I was making quick. a joke about it. But I was going to hit you oh, if I know you, you let were. me. Oh, you did, you get, you did get me in the stomach. Uh, I did give you a punch. No, I don't know if it was full heart. No, but. no, no, because I, you were holding my hands down by my side, trying to get me to not hit you. And I said, just put your hands in the air for a second. I'll give you <laughs> <No>. one. <laughs> I'll give you one shot in the ribs, and then we'll go about our business. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then we get. So then we did the uh, the three slaps agreement. Oh. Three, three, slaps. three slaps over. Then I'm fairly certain I got about six or seven. I might have snuck a few extra. You did. No, you did. And then all of our asshole friends backed you up every single time. When I was like, "No, I already got the three. Like, no, nope, no, nope, no, we didn't. This is me right now admitting for the first time ever yeah. that there might have been a couple extra, yeah, yeah. but you, you deserved fucker. them probably. You no, you probably deserved them. Um, speaking of schizophrenic people, uh, fun thing happened at my work today. Oh, so 
come to find out, there's been this car sitting in front of. We have uh, another building that we own. Down Wait, hold on. So you were at my house yesterday describing some weird thing that you had happen at work. You had another weird thing happen at work. Yeah. So yesterday was just a weird dude that I was talking to that made me feel super uneasy. Sure. Really weird. But he walked away, and I haven't seen him since. That was fine. But today, there's been a um, there's been a car that has been sitting in front of the, another building that we own down <laughs> at the end of the street. And we've noticed it, but we haven't said anything. There's always seems to be a dude in it. I, th- I we always figured that he was just a dude that lived in the apartments, and he was just in his car for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have AC. He was just yeah, like yeah, chill- yeah, yeah, chilling exactly. in his car. Well, come to find out that the the guy used to live in another house down down the way. Yeah, got kicked out. His father kicked him out of the house yeah. because he was a a. Uh, um, piece of shit. He was a schizophrenic. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he li- was a li- diagnosed schizophrenic okay. and, was, and was off of his meds. Yeah, that's a that's sad. Uh, off his meds and his dad kicked him out because he was becoming super violent. The guy that I was talking to was like a neighbor or something and knew the knew the dad and the son. And apparently the, the son was like being super aggressive and like threatening the guy and his mm. family and stuff. So yeah. he was getting all weirded out. And then we come to find out that the kid... Or like not kid, the guy. I don't know how old he is. I've not actually, I've not actually seen him up close to see how old he is. But uh, apparently, he stole a shotgun from his dad. Oh shit! And so he's got a. We have a. We have a paranoid schizophrenic off his meds with a shotgun. Oh god! Uh, yeah, yeah, not a hanging good, out outside a church down the street. But yeah, yikes! Not a not a good uh, not a good not a real good situation. Not a real good situation. So. Well, luckily, you guys are right across the street from the police department. Unfortunately, though, different jurisdiction because we're right because <laughs> we're right in the city line, and they won't touch it. Is that for real? They can't. They can't. They can't. It's not their jurisdiction. Wait, I thought that you guys had two addresses. I thought you guys were literally divided between. Yeah, Gross and, Point and, and the, Detroit. But where, the, but where the guy is, he's in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> so, so you just have to lure him over to the. To the uh, to the to the north side of the building. Yeah. If but, he's coming at you, you just run to the north side. And yeah, then call I hope for the um, I hope that nothing comes of it. But it's scary though. You know, it's like a lot of weird people out here right now. Yep. You know, med- if you're if, if it's a medical issue though, like, like I was talking about this guy, if the dude that was out here before had like a medical condition or whatever, and he was whatever, I feel for the guy. Like, I'm sure that when oh, he's course. in his right mind, he doesn't want to be the way he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I feel I do feel for that. But. I'm I'm. I want to say it was more along the lines of like he did a lot of drugs because he was like I think doing you're the, probably right. He was doing this. He was twitchy a little. He, he bit, was doing like, the sniffing thing that guys who just did a bunch of coke do. He was just. Yeah. Well, and then when he saw me, like when I finally walked, oh, yeah, shut the you, door. When I when he saw me, he bolted. Well, he goes, "Oh shit, sorry, man," yeah. and then like and then walked away. Which makes me wonder. It's, I don't think he was. Like being nefarious or anything like that, I think that he was literally just out of his fucking mind. Like, didn't know what was going on, and then someone saw him. And why'd you say that word like that? Nefarious. Yeah. Nefarious. I've always said nefarious. What are you fucking? <laughs> oh, he's <was> being nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man was outside my door wall. He was being nefarious. He was acting in a rather nefarious way. <laughs> <laughs> We're from Michigan, dude. It's nefarious. 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 I feel like that's the way that like the uh, the newly cast like Colonel Mustard in the new Clue movie would talk or something like that, you know? Mm. Mm. Somebody amongst us is being very nefarious. He was acting in a rather nefarious way. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's you, get, into the, let's get uh, into the show here. Okay. Um, so we went to the drive-in last week. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome. 
Oh, did you ever update? I did not. The no. good people of Instagram. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. For before fuck's sake, I Mike. will do it before uh, before we post it. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing: we were originally supposed to do. And we'll get into more of this a little bit later. But we were supposed to do Wrong Turn Two and uh, uh, Camp Camp Dread. Yeah, yeah, Camp Dread. Yeah, uh, we were supposed to do those this week, and it was supposed to be our uh, keeping up the Buzzdashians. Uh, week. <laughs> I, wait, <laughs> hold on. Name I know that you explained that to me. But... Because both movies are based on, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say social media, not social media. I mean, you could have done so much better than that. It was the first thing. Like, you, like keeping up with the Gordashians? The Gor- mm, that's or... I, I wasn't going to use that as a title. It was just from the paper slip. Okay. It wasn't like an actual title. Right. Uh, but they're both based off of um, reality TV shows. Gotcha. Both movies. Gotcha. Uh, so we were going to do that, but we went to go see The Wretched and Becky last weekend. At, Becky. At the drive-in, uh, which getting out to the drive-in was a godsend. Oh, it, was it was so, so good nice. to just be, dare I say, out amongst people, even though we were completely distancing, but it was kind yeah. of just nice to be... <clears throat> To have that interaction, I did a good Even, deed and I saved somebody from, oh, uh, yes. from getting their car towed. Two very nice girls yeah. who uh, their their car broke down because they forgot to turn the the car Weren, on. When weren't they... wearing their masks though. Oh my god! These bitches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Neither were we. <laughs> I was. What? I was. You were wearing a mask. Yes. When we were outside at the drive-in. Because I was interacting with them. I was like right up all, all up in their shit. You were standing like 12 feet from them. Not when I was all up in their shit, James. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Whatever whatever the whatever the uh the essence that was wafting around in that place, whatever that was. You mean the smell of shit? Yes. <laughs> that was much more likely to kill us than than That's you know the true. possibility of COVID. That's probably I don't know because we got there. And the chick who took our money says, uh, you're going to go over to... Theater 3. Theater 3. And now we mind, go, okay, thank you. Yeah. Now, mind you, the double features for the night are broken up <clears throat> by numbers. Each double feature has a number, which typically means that's the theater that it's playing in, at our particular drive-in theater. Right. Uh, which so was, which she was, goes... Which was movie <clears throat> bracket 2. So just to, just to paint the stage here. But we were at 1 when we finally got... No, we were at 2. No, we were at 2. Uh. Positive, positive. So anyway, she goes, you're going to go into three. So, okay, we go into three. We uh, open up the hatch, get our chairs out, get our blankets out because it was cold as shit. Mm -hmm. Get our cooler out. 50 degrees on a summer night in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're sitting there eating our KFC, and then the movie comes on, and it's Bad Boys. uh, It's Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3. I'm watching this, whatever. The first thing I'm thinking of, like... Listen, I could be wrong here. I am fairly certain Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are not in The Wretched. <laughs> no, Becky. Fairly certain. <laughs> <laughs> Becky. Becky was the first movie. So we realized that real quick. Like, motherfucker. So we have to throw everything in the back of our car, move uh, move over to the right theater. We get to our first spot. Just the loft of outhouse shit just fills us. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it, it... It smelled like sulfur. I thought it was shit, but... It could have been. It was nasty. It was. If like raw, that's what your shit smells like, I'm concerned for it, you. It was. It just smelled bad. It just smelled like like a disgusting. Well, I thought it was fireworks at first. I guess it could have been, but no, it wasn't. But that's what it smelled like when you stand really cro- yeah. close to like fountain fireworks. That kind of like magnesium or potassium, whatever the fuck it is. Yep. Whatever that smell is, that's what it smelled like. So we ended up moving like all the way to the front row, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was awesome because um, the front row is still far enough away to where it's 
Fine. Yeah, it's not like it's when you're at a theater fine. where you're like, you no. can't even get a full look at the screen. Yep. So anyway, we went to the drive-in and we saw Becky, Becky, Becky. and <laughs> the Ratchet. The Ratchet. The Ratchet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Um, So that's that's what we're, I don't know why we're talking about this already tonight. We should be getting into corrections. Oh, yeah. So correction, we're going to get into corrections first. <laughs> and then we'll go right back to this conversation. True. Uh, and of course, that <laughs> terrifying noise means there are no corrections from last so, week. <laughs> so, right back to the Oh, you know what, though? Hold on. I got one from two weeks ago. Uh, I just thought it, it's fine, though. It's fine. Do I got to put a new drop no, in? No, no, no. It's fine. Sure? Um, I'll put a new drop in. No, Carney did, Carney did mention to me that the, the, uh, the, the beverage that I was looking for was Orbitz. Ah, uh, yes. Orbitz. With the little, it was. I still had never. It's like I, a weird, it, a weird drink with those little. Like balls of it was it was it looked, looked like a lava lamp. It was almost. a drink with balls. Yeah, it was a drink with yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, no, I uh, I looked it up after he put after he mentioned it, and it, it looks familiar to me. I never drank it though. Like I feel like maybe I saw like an advertisement for it or something like that. Like it's it's in the memory banks barely. My sister, but I never actually. My had sister it. used to drink them, but I was like, I don't want like when I'm drinking a beverage, I don't want to suck down chunks of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, same, oh. same thing as when I'm... Oh, I got a chunky bit. <laughs> Aren't I the lucky one? <laughs> what, what, if, what, if your, what if your best gal just said that to you right in the middle of... <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Night over. My favorite part is that you said, what if your best gal... <laughs> like you're a fucking hard-boiled detective. She was my best gal, see? She was very nefarious. <laughs> I should have known by the look on her face that she was up to something nefarious. <laughs> we got it. We got a story here, dude. We should write it. Oh boy. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm sure we got something wrong last week. Uh, I listened to the episode though; I didn't jot anything down, so I'm going to assume. Uh, I'm going to assume we're perfect. Yeah, and if you hear something that's wrong in there, and uh, go fuck you, yourself. Yeah, go felt the fish. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like I said nothing worth writing down that I remember. So. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Anyway, James, right. back to what we were talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this week we went to see Becky, Becky. and the Ratchad at uh, the was drive-in. This, was this Becky with the good hair? This was Becky with the good hair. It was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, <clears throat> ooh, I just got, hold on, I can't get it to go. <laughs> <laughs> James is dying. Over I had here. one of those weird, like. He bo- got the chunky bits. <laughs> I got, you know, how, you know how you get one of those bubbles in your throat, the bunch of chocolate? <laughs> I got one of those and I couldn't get rid of it. So we went to see Becky. <laughs> um, dude, swallow James. Chris, swallow. Chris Tucker in this movie is so funny. Yeah, our movie for the week uh, this week is The Fifth Element in honor of Mr. Uh, Ian, Ian Holm, which yeah. we will talk about in a little yes, bit. Yes, we'll talk about that in a bit. But man, Chris Tucker is hilarious. You could literally movie. fuck his hair, <laughs> like legitimately. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a it looks like a flashlight. <laughs> it's a it's a cock sheath on his head. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> So anyway, uh, this week, since we're talking about Becky, um, Michael went out and he tried super hard with this one. I did, this one's a jump. I actually do like this one. It's pretty funny. Uh, he went and got Bex. Yeah. Bex beer. Right? Because... <laughs> when else are we ever going to yeah, get the chance to drink it unless we're doing a movie where like Beck did the soundtrack or something and the soundtracks were like the best parts of the movie? 
Has Beck done the soundtrack? Thing? Oh, I'm sure he I has. I like Beck. I'm sure he has. By the by. But uh, hold on. Oh, shit. Damn it. I got... By see, the I, by. Nice. See, you, you asked... I was in the process of looking up to see if Beck's has anything, oh. like a thing that I could read online, and then you're like, how do I reverse the track on Reaper? Well, hey, I, I had to had to get our... Uh, let's see here. Always enjoy responsibly. That's it. That's That's <clears> the one. I just brought to, to see you. Brought to you by episode one ninety one. Drinking and driving. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, do not do that. We don't condone it. Uh, we don't want you to do that. Please be safe. Enjoy this podcast responsibly. How's about this? Um, is, is this Canadian? How's about it? Is where is Bex from? It says it says Bia. Ah, Bexylvania. It's uh, that's, that's where it's Browry. Beck and Company originated in Bremen, Germany, and it's Beck's beer. Oh, okay. brought to you by Germany by way of Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. It'll be a cold You're day. You've been to St. Louis? It'll be a cold day in hell before I recognize Missouri. What? <laughs> You've been to St. Louis? Uh, yeah. St. Louis is fun. I uh, I passed yeah, through that there. Fucking, that arch, dude, yeah, dude freaks it's me out. So like the, big. Well, you know you can go inside of it, right? Yeah. I, we, so we wanted to. Me and no Vito, thanks. <laughs> Vito and I stopped in there when we were traveling from Michigan to uh, L.A. and uh, we were on a big road trip and we stopped by St. Louis and we saw the arches. They're so much bigger than I thought they were. Oh, they're massive. Massive. Dude. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's not really, they, by the way. It's just just one. Oh, I'm thinking of McDonald's. <laughs> thinking of the golden arches. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, the arch, though, is they're huge. Yeah. All right, so here. Uh, Bex is a classic German pilsner with a robust, distinctive, full-bodied taste, a fresh, hoppy bouquet, and... Oh, damn it. Okay, hold on. You're doing a bang-up job here, James. Well, I, I clicked on Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Seymour. Oh, what a great song right. and great movie. Right. Um, a fresh, hoppy bouquet and rich, full... Head <laughs> brewed, in ac- <laughs> brewed in accordance with the. Oh, I got the chunky bits. <laughs> brewed, in, <laughs> brewed in accordance with the Reinheitsgebot. I think that's probably pretty close. Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. I'm into that. Uh, the German purity law of 1516. I don't know if we should get into German purity law, shall we? I don't <laughs> Bex uses only top-grade barley, hand-selected hops from well, actually, the Bavarian Hallertau The German region. purity law makes sense for Becky. Oh! So really, wow, this is... Oh, this, this is a is, perfect beer. I didn't even know that this beer was white supremacist. You... <laughs> I didn't even know it, but it fits perfectly. Oh, you brilliant probably, bastard. Probably the wrong beer to choose given the current events right now. Um, well, what are you going to do? Hey, we didn't know. Bex uses only top-grade barley, hand-selected hops from the Bavarian Hallertau region, fresh glacier water, and Beck's exclusive strain of yeast that's been cultured and cultivated for generations. Right? Right. You getting... Is that like when you... Uh... Have the fun times with the grandma. It's cultured for generations. <laughs> Speaking of yeast, uh, can we can we drink this beer for fuck's sake? It's cheers, got a really cheers. skunky smell, and I cheers, actually oh, I, like I actually that. do I like, that, like that in a uh, in a pilsner. That's why I like uh, Stella so much. Mm. I mean, it's a drinking beer, you know. It tastes exactly the way that it smells. Yep. Like skunky, skunky smelling beer, and See, not skunky, I'm like, I'm not like skunky of, in a bad way. I'm like one of those, yeah. Because there's a difference between beer that's gone Skunked. skunky, yeah, 
like in the sun. Sure. And a beer that is specifically designed that, to that, have that skunky that smell. That doesn't taste or smell like a skunk. Like no. we're talking about like an actual the smell now, of skunk. Now are you do you enjoy the smell of skunk? I don't mind it. It's not that I find like it when it's not that I find it a good smell. I just don't mind it. Like it reminds me of being up north. It yeah. reminds me of uh, Like when you're really close yeah. to it, it's it sucks. But when you like if you're driving So does your mom. Fuck Back here. Uh, but like if you're driving at, if you're, especially if you're driving at night and you got your windows down during the summer and you just kind of get a hint of skunk on the, on the night air, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's kind of, I know it's it, not it, like it it's nice. Me. It's just like, it reminds me of my childhood a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how many, how, do you think anybody listening to this show is like, they've done 191 episodes and they still laugh every single time at dumb mama jokes. <laughs> It just never gets old to these guys, does it? That's just our life, baby. That's a little peek behind the curtain. It just never. It's pretty much what me and Mike spend our time doing. We're, f- we're five. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Man, I got people that are my age who are just so fucking dull, you oh, know? Yeah, dude. Because they've just let life drag them down. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, just... there's something there's something to be said about, you know, doing adult things when you're an adult, but there's also a time. No, no, to just hold on. I, be... I, I get that. That's fine. Yeah, I've done adult no, things. I got saying, married. Though. I have kids. But that's but what like I'm saying, I'm, though. But like, I'm not a fucking boy. There's a time to be an adult, and there's a time to just be like a person that has fun with life. And it should be like eighty twenty. Have fun eighty percent of the time. Twenty percent of the time, be a bore so that you can get things done. A dullard. A dull. A dullard. A dullard. Dullard. <laughs> Why'd you, why'd you just, Dullard? Dullard, I don't know, Dullard. <laughs> I don't understand you I don't sometimes, even, man. I don't know like, what I'm saying. You're just weird sometimes. Moral of the story is that this Bex is delicious. It is good. And everybody should go out and grab some and drink along with us. Because we're going to the drive-in. Yeah, baby. So Woo. anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. That was mildly erotic. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I lost my notes. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Fine? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, God. Entertain the people, James. Well, uh,. What did the... I don't have any good Got jokes. Okay. Got him. Cool. <laughs> Saved you. All right. Um, we do need to start uh, with a death, which we already previously mentioned a little bit. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace today, actually. Uh, today, Friday the uh, 20th. Mm. Rest in peace to Ian Holm. Ian Holm was 88 years old. Uh, he died peacefully uh, due to what sounds like a Parkinson's-related uh, illness. Okay. I didn't know that he had Parkinson's. Um, they just did that... Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago there was that Reunited Apart show on youtube yeah oh they yeah, did a Lord yeah, of the rings yeah. one and i want to say they tried to get ian holm on there and he was there for like a quick second mm. and then i like he couldn't figure out the zoom or something and then or or maybe they mentioned that he tried to be there i forget what i forget what it was i meant to go back and rewatch it today but uh yeah i didn't even know that he was sick to be completely honest with you uh you would know him best as obviously uh bilbo baggins from the lord of the rings and hobbit series mm-hmm. uh also ash the uh, android from the original Alien. Mm. 
probably his two biggest roles in terms of genre stuff. He was also in the movie we're watching right now, The Fifth Element, yes. where he looks at least 60 years younger <laughs> in the span of just a couple of years before <laughs> I mean, he Lord was, of the Rings. I mean, he was aged to look like know, a 400-year-old hobbit. Uh, he also did uh, Naked Lunch from Hell, one of my personal favorite movies, uh, and so, so much more. Uh, the dude filled his bag. He had a nice full bag. Filled it up. Is it, it up. is it working yet? What? I'm, oh. If you're not noticing it, then then it's working. Fill his bag? Yeah. Is that your thing it's now? Thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make the whole full bag thing work. Have you? Ken Smith said big bag of win. <laughs> I'm trying the full. No, he says work. big bucket of win. Or big bucket of win. Yeah, yeah. Filled his Filled his Sure, man. I, just, I don't know. Like, I just, <sighs> I, when I, I, it just makes me think of like, yeah, having blue balls or something. Yeah, I gotta think of something better. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace to Ian Holm. You will be missed. You were a terrific actor. Yes, and, rest uh, in peace. I'm sorry that I just mentioned blue balls while we were doing your uh, your tribute, but rest in peace. I imagine you would have found some some humor in it. All right, let's see here. Uh, even though the second season has yet to even be finished filming or whatever, they're not even close to having it in the bag. Um, Shutter is already hard at work for a third season of Creep Show. Hmm which is interesting, and I'll tell you why it's interesting. Um, let's see here. It says, although season two is on pause while we wait until it's safe to go into production, we wanted to use the time to start work on season three scripts to let Greg Nicotero and his amazing team get as far ahead as possible, said Craig Engler, uh, a manager of Shudder. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like they're prepping for there being a big wave two of COVID-19 oh, yeah. and they want to get ahead of the game so sure. they already have stuff finished so they can keep working mm-hmm. and it's kind of sucks I mean it, it's good for the production I suppose <clears throat> but it kind of sucks that that's kind of how you have to think now you know like because who knows what is going to happen come fall who knows yeah. what's going to happen come next spring yeah um, you know until we get a handle on this thing so it's cool that they're thinking ahead it kind of sucks that that's the world we live in now where you know yeah. That that has to happen. Yeah, but just is on the bright side, <laughs> we know we're getting a season three. Yeah, that's right. So that's cool. Cool. Um, speaking of COVID related stuff, uh, Universal Universal's Jurassic World Dominion is set to be the first major studio to resume fil- filming after the COVID 29 shut. Nope, not 29, 19. There you go. 29 is what's going to happen in the fall. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, after the COVID 19 shutdowns. Uh, they were stopped just uh, four weeks it, into it, a 20 week shoot. Not to, uh, not to, issue a correction on the fly here but Ooh, it, in the fall it will still be COVID-19. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for that uh, correction. Unless it's mutated and then it'll be COVID-20. It's it's the 19 is the year that it was discovered. Mm. So COVID-2019. Dang, COVID-20. We need another bad thing labeled 20 at this point. <laughs> 2020 has already been the longest five years of my life. We don't need something else. 20. It's been a wild ride, man. Anyway, though, um, they were just four weeks into a 20-week shoot at UK's Pinewood Studios. The plan is to resume shooting by mid-July. What they're saying about uh, safety measures and all that, uh, quote from <clears throat> from somebody on site here. I didn't write down who it was, but uh, the safety measures will include... Uh, Way to give proper credit there. <laughs> <laughs> some, someone, some someone asshole. It. it wasn't us. We'll say that. Uh, the safety measures will include the commission of a private medical facility called Your Doctor uh, to manage... Uh, the entire production's medical needs, COVID training for all cast and crew, on-site doctors, nurses, and isolation booths, 150 hand sanitizer stations, a nightly antiviral fog, 
which I'm, I'm assuming they're going to, being that it's an indoor studio, are they just going to fog the entire place every night? That's what that sounds that, like. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, more than a hundred, uh, more than one thousand eight hundred safety signs put up around Pinewood and green zones for shooting cast and crew. Masks will be um, uh, obligatory, other than for actors while performing. Wow. So it sounds like they're they're doing literally everything that they can possible uh, to do that. Now I yeah. did hear there was another movie. I want to say it was a Puppet Master movie that was being shot in Australia, and they started like a month and a half ago. Really? Um, I think Australia didn't get hit as hard though, and they might have cleared them. Obviously, they cleared them to work, but um, but yeah. But this is the first major studio to go back to work. Uh, since all this started, so huh. we'll see how this works out. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. stuff's got to go back eventually. Yeah, you know, I know that a lot of people like to think that we're, you know, no longer in, in the middle of a pandemic. We very much are, though. Still, you know, uh, in Michigan, it's weird because in Michigan, like, dare I say, things feel largely back to normal out, outside of being able to do a lot of big gathering things. Yeah, you know, like concerts and <clears throat> you know, going to an actual movie theater, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, that being said, we are the only state, I believe, it might, New York might be in the same category, but as far as I know, we are the only state in the entire country that is posting greater than 50% reductions. Oh, really? Yeah, we are the only state, whereas a lot of your southern states now are getting spiked. So uh, it is not over with. Those numbers are somewhat misleading. Well, it's the, because the, of the testing. The and all spikes that stuff. are coming from, in, yeah, a, I, I, a, I a big that. wave in testing. But. I do understand that, but. The same thing happened here, though. Our spikes, we spiked like crazy because testing started, too. Right. So it, what's happening, what happened to us is now happening to states down south. Florida is getting hit super hard right now. Uh, Arizona's getting super hit hard. Uh, California's numbers are rising. Again, that's mostly because of testing, I though. I get that, James. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just, I'm also um, just saying. It's, okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm not, we're, we're arguing the same point here. I know. <laughs> I'm just talking with you, man. <laughs> Point is, though, uh, we uh, God, God damn it, James. What? Staying home worked. <laughs> <laughs> that woman from Michigan. Um, big Gretch. Big Gretch. Uh, yeah, that's great. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Big, big, big props to Big Gretch. Now fix the fucking roads. <laughs> You said you were going to do it. Now do it. <laughs> um, anyway, though, uh, point is, very. It's, it's weird that we feel like we're getting back to normal, though, yeah. when the rest of the country, though, is now starting to take it more seriously because they weren't before, you know? That's, I don't, that's what a lot of what it was. I don't know, though, like because we do feel like things are getting back to normal, but I notice that most people in Michigan are still being pretty cautious. So I was. Reading, you, you see videos from other places, like. Well, that's the thing. I was as reading, soon as as soon as restrictions were lifted in some 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 of the states down south oh, and yeah. stuff, you had people fucking packed shoulder to shoulder oh, yeah. in bars and nightclubs and yep. shit. You know. Well, that was the thing. I was reading an article the other day. Um, not to diverge too much here, but it was basically they're talking about second waves or whatever. And there was a guy that was writing. He said it's very possible that states like Michigan and maybe New York, um. That their second waves might actually not be as bad as other places because the people here are actually taking it seriously. Like yeah. even now, when we're more open, I would say ninety percent of the people you see are wearing masks. It's mm. just second nature now, like, and mm. people aren't really fighting it. There's going to be some idiots that are just going to refuse, sure. as if wearing a mask is going to give them cancer or something. Yeah, like yeah. worst case scenario, you have a piece of fabric on your face. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can still shoot your guns. It's fine. Um, well, it's, I, I, I do like that. I, um, I like guns. My point is, though, my <clears throat> point is, uh, we in this state are taking it more seriously. And we were talking, I was talking to Alex King from uh, Beyond the Void, and he was saying that he's starting to get a little freaked out because people in Arizona, where he's from, weren't really taking it seriously. Mm. It wasn't that big of a deal. People weren't Because really, they weren't really getting hit hard and, at first, right? And our, but like, take you take the, take what Michigan did though. And, and yes, people didn't like the fact that government stepped in and shut things down, but yeah. it fucking worked. Mm. Like it, it, come on. Like yeah. we are, it, we are proving that it worked. So, yeah. So hopefully our second wave won't be as bad if it does come back. Cause people here are actually being, like you said, cautious. Most people are still wearing their masks. Most people are distancing for the most part, at least mm-hmm. it's conscious still, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway though, sorry. Um, let's move on from COVID to blue things blue things okay i'll t- i'll take care of the blue things if yeah. that's all right <laughs> like those blue balls we were talking about <laughs> 2018 slasher open 24 hours uh directed by pedraic red pedraic reynolds Ooh. don't know Any if i said that to right ryan reynolds i highly doubt it okay uh <laughs> it'll be headed to dvd blu-ray and vod on august 18th courtesy of four digital media the film, which centers on a young woman who, after lighting her serial killer boyfriend on fire, what a bay, <laughs> gets a night at a ga- gets a night job at a gas station, only be- only to be terrorized by her own paranoid delusions that he may somehow still be after her. That sounds kind of cool, actually. It does sound pretty cool. What year? Uh, Twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. So. The release will include an alternate ending, a making of documentary, and director's commentary, as well as storyboards and shit. Storyboards and shit. <laughs> wish I wish it said that on the back of the slip. You get storyboards and shit. Well, some fucking storyboards and shit, bro. Uh, the next one, this one I might actually buy. Ooh. You don't really buy stuff. I don't buy a lot of stuff because, uh, I don't know. I've got kids and, and they will it. destroy it. Yeah, like I, I can't tell you how. Like we do have some of the cardboard slip covers for some of our movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all bent up. I would murder your kids. They're, if writ- they did that they're stuff. written upon. This is why your kids are not allowed in my house. Uh, I brought my daughter here. She's allowed. Okay. Well, I'm just placing blame on the older one. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I brought her here to do a to do a uh, scavenger hunt. No, and me and your daughter have an understanding. Is all I'm saying. There's still something in here that you haven't found. No, there's not. You're saying that because you want to drive me fucking crazy looking for it now. <laughs> You you make of that what you will, <laughs> my man. <clears throat> so anyway, I might actually. Buy I love this one. both of your kids, by the way. You know that. No, you don't. You hate both of them uh, and me. Uh, this one, Thirteen Ghosts, the two thousand one remake of William Castle's nineteen sixty original, is getting a collector's edition Blu ray release on July twenty eighth from Scream Factory. Right. Yeah. Uh, new audio commentary with director Steve Beck. Oh, we have features now. Because we knew this was coming out, but they actually released the yeah. features list. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, speaking of speaking of Beck's, Steve Beck, the new audio commentary from him who directed the movie. Uh, Haunted in Canada, a new interview with actress Shannon Elizabeth, babe. Uh, new The Voice of Reason, an interview with uh, actor Matthew Harrison, babe. Um <laughs> New sophomore spook show, an interview with producer Gilbert Adler, who's just sort of, eh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Five out of ten. <laughs> new The Juggernaut Speaks, mm. an interview with uh, with actor John DeSantis, who is huge. 
babe. And a total babe. <laughs> I'm uh, the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> knew the Hammer Speaks in an interview with director Herbert Dun- Duncanson. Also huge. Also a babe. Um, and those are all the new features, and then they have all the Why old... Why isn't this movie just called 13 Babes? 13 Babes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is in it instead of Matthew Lillard. <laughs> when I was listening back to our episode. Oh no, I guess it we... would be I guess it would be uh We had this argument last week what? about uh Wayne's World or or Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess it would be more uh it'd be Wayne. Yeah. She's a babe. When <laughs> I was listening to the episode from last week and we're talking about Bill and Ted and then you said something and we it was like past that or whatever, and then we said something you're like, Whoa <laughs> literally made me crack up at work. My <laughs> boss was like, What the fuck are you listening to? Uh thank you to Mindless Genius, by the way, for siding with me and saying that you can in fact be a Bill and Ted and a Wayne's World kid. Um, listen, listen. Somebody else listened to that uh to our episode last week. Yeah. And totally backed me up um just saying I'm like 100 percent. is it a regular listener uh new listener oh um well i don't want to offend anybody but uh, mr jimmy glaros there with a wayne's world oh 100 a bill and ted guy well but this original 91 wayne's world hat is well, sweet well I, that's that so is saying that is dope he's as hell saying that he you can be that you are one or the other but he's i am that. but i am also gonna see Shout out jimmy i am also gonna see him in in the flesh tomorrow, tomorrow. and oh, we didn't even talk about and that. I'll and I'll tell him that he's an idiot. We didn't even talk about that, dude. We're going to see the Evil Dead at the fucking drive-in tomorrow night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be awkward about uh, it. No, it's yeah, a man. dream come so, true. Yeah, dream it's, come uh, true for me. We have to skip a friend's birthday party, so we're <laughs> we're sorry to Erica. She ain't, she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Shit, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, to yep. wrap this up, this will also feature, you know, all the old, uh, the old, uh, special features, mm-hmm. which, uh, John Squires from Bloody Disgusting wrote an article a while, a while back that I agree with 100% Ooh. saying the original DVD release of 13 Ghosts has his favorite special features feature of all time. Which is? Do you have the 13 Ghosts DVD? No, I don't. They have, they have this thing. <coughs> excuse me. They have a thing where they, uh, they take you through the backstory, and it's like they have these really cool drawings, the backstory of all thirteen ghosts, mm-hmm. and like dive into their history, and and it's uh, it's uh, hosted or not hosted, but voiced by like the voiceover is done by the guy who plays Cyrus Criticos. I can't oh, okay, remember his okay. name. Uh, I can't think so, of his name either. Uh, but... Something Abraham. What the? Why like can't him? I think? Of, no, why can't I think of his name? <laughs> but anyway, it's so cool, dude. Just the tone, like the the feel, like the feel and the tone of it, because it's got this really like creepy music over it, and he tells you, he tells you about each and every. Because like I was fascinated when I first saw Thirteen Ghosts in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by the ghosts. I was like, man, why are like they, you'd never seen ghosts like that in a movie ever, right? I liked the character design is amazing. KMB effects the that the weird house I thought was cool. The glass house, yeah. like the frenetic editing, the way they made the ghosts jump and mm-hmm. so, like it looked like a. You know how we've talked about before that uh, the early two thousands horror movies looked. They basically looked like. Um, well, oftentimes they were directed by dudes who made dudes and dudettes who made music videos. Yeah. Oh yeah. So in in the early two thousands, horror movies looked like music videos. This movie is one of those movies that I don't know if it was actually 
edited by somebody who does music videos, but it had that same type of editing, and this is one of the movies that didn't suffer because of it. It reminded it, me it a lot. It made it so much better. If memory serves, it actually reminds me a lot of the uh, closer video from Nine Inch Nails. Like with the cutting or whatever, and like the the use of it's light, that, and not it's not that the same. That that the video is more sepia tone, you know, for the most part, yeah. in, in in color tone. Um, and this and the movie's <coughs> well, not that, but that's it does what, the editing though. That's what a ton of movies looked like back then. True. I'm just saying, like this one didn't suffer because of it though. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So anyway, I love this movie. I'm probably gonna buy this release yeah, when it comes out because it's, it's super dope. Vastly underrated movie. Yeah, it's just fun. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's just super fun. Yeah, I agree. So um, anyway, okay. that's all for blues. Uh, last bit of news here. Oh my god, we're only at forty eight minutes. <laughs> How dare us? Uh, last bit of news here. Uh, very much like Victor Miller uh, sued. Um, why can't I think of the guy's name? Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham uh, to get the rights back to Friday the Thirteenth and at least his original script. Clive Barker has mm. just sued for a. Uh, uh, declaratory, declaratory, oh, declaratory. Is that the right word? Yeah, uh, declaratory, declaratory. I mean, you could say it either way, probably. Okay, whatever. Uh, ne- judgment, nefarious, nefarious. <laughs> yeah, he sued for a nefarious judgment uh, that he can terminate his 1986 transfer and get the rights back to the Hellraiser franchise. Ooh. Now, here's the thing. Uh, this report comes from Larry Zerner. Larry Zerner, who played Shelley in oh, Friday yeah. the 13th, he's been following the Victor Miller case uh, for a while. He's a, if you don't know, he became a um, entertainment lawyer. Yeah, copyright lawyer. Yeah. Here's the weird thing about this though. There's been um, Spyglass is is currently pushing forward a uh, David Bruckner uh, int- uh, directed, I believe, or written Hellraiser movie. Okay. We talked about this a few weeks back. Yeah. They're actively developing that right now. You also have that HBO already announced that TV show, that Hellraiser TV show, yeah. that is being done by David Gordon, David Gordon Green, Michael Doherty, uh, and Mark Verhayden, who did. I mean, we know, you know. Uh, Mike Doherty did Trick or Treat, Krampus, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Mark Verhayden did Battlestar Galactica and Heroes. You know, so he's done a lot of big TV shows. Doherty's done a lot of big movies. David Gordon Green is the greatest new, thing that happened to Halloween yeah, since Halloween movies, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> um, but like, so this scares me because I really want to see that show. Yeah, the movie. It's like I would love to see what they're going to do with the movie, but I'm more interested in the TV show, which yeah. which is weird for me because I'm not usually a big TV show guy, but I feel like that world lends itself to that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I really, really hope that they, that this doesn't screw that up, you know? Yeah. Uh, apparently they would have until, let's see here, the rights wouldn't be returned to him until 2021. So if they could shit something out real quick, but that's the, yeah, but that's I don't the want problem. that either. You know, that's if they the problem just shit this franchise, out, then it might not be that good. Yeah. And that's the problem <clears throat> this franchise has had its entire sequel life. Mm-hmm. It's, they constantly made movies just to shit them out to retain the rights. Right. Um, so you know, it, it's whatever. I mean, I just hope it doesn't screw that up. Hopefully, he can, even if he gets the rights back, hopefully he can just continue that on and just you know, work with them. New a contracts, bit. Yeah. whatever, keep it going. So, anyway, that's interesting though. Uh, Clive Barker has wanted to do another a reboot of it for a long time, and he was actually attached to do one. To he actually wrote a reboot uh, a while back um, that kind of just died. So hopefully, if he gets the rights back, he'll uh, reinvent it because that would be awesome. Now is he, uh, you know, because there was the whole thing with uh, with Doug Bradley not returning for the pinhead role and stuff like. Is 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 Clive Barker? What's his 
Do you know what his take is on that? Like, is he comfortable with ma- like moving ahead without Doug Bradley well, as pinhead? Doug Bradley and stuff should. Like that? Well, the thing is this: I don't know how he feels about it. I've never heard him speak on it. <clears throat> Doug Bradley should not be playing pinhead anymore because he's ancient. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's but not so pin, much that. But it's, pinhead is ancient. It's no different. It's no different than you know, uh, Freddie. Uh, 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 Freddie Krueger. Freddie got uh, fingered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie got fingered. <laughs> it's no different than um, Robert Englund not wanting to play Freddie anymore. Mm. Like he's there comes a certain time where you just you you physically cannot portray that character in the way that you once did. And quite frankly, I've seen Doug Bradley in full makeup for uh, photo shoots and all that. Yeah, he just doesn't look the same anymore. Like, I, and that's just—I'm not saying that in a bad way. The guy's just older. Like, he just doesn't <laughs> look the same anymore. We have such. Sights to show you, but first, a nap. nap. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of what it's like, though. You know, it's like his his face is a little bit more saggy, and it's like that's just—I'm yeah. not saying that in a bad way, but like when you think of Pinhead, you don't—that's not what you want to see. Yeah. So I I like the guy that played Pinhead in the last one. I'm I'm, I'm a very small oh, yeah. minority on that. The hell is his name? So, um, something Duncan. He was another classically trained English actor. Duncan Sheik. Um, it was not Duncan <laughs> Sheik. I can promise you. Um, you know, I doubt they'd keep him. I think that was a one and done for him. But he was good though. Um, I liked him. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. I liked Judgment. I loved Hellraiser. Ju- Hellraiser Judgment. Um, I did too. Aside from the uh, the uh, the loogie scene. God. Oh yeah, that was gross. That was so gross, dude. <laughs> But um, anyway, um, though, so we'll see how this uh, we'll see how this goes back. Hopefully, it doesn't get caught up in a huge illegal battle, and then there's no Hellraiser for ten fucking years. Oh, I was way off, Paul T. Taylor. Ah, you were close. Yeah, uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all I got here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Hellraiser's pretty cool. Guys, <laughs> got the pins in his head. I don't so, know. Satan's pretty cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, we are going to then uh, take a quick break here. I might pop the AC on for 15 minutes because, God damn it, it's hot in here. See, now I'm not hot. Yeah, now I am. It's because you did all that crazy work just now doing all that fantastic news. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, it takes a lot out of you. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, though, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Kevin James's giant swastika tattoo on the back of his head. Which uh, is real, by the way. Thank God he had that for the role. <laughs> I think Jesus. it. I think it helped him get the role. <laughs> we'll be back. He must have went to the same guy that uh, Ed Norton did for his uh, his chest in American. History also X. real. <laughs> oh, the rumors that are spreading this week. All right, we'll be back in a minute, guys. Bye bye. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Story, James. Let me hear. Once, uh, there once was a year called 2020. The year of the that. That's that's actually accurate. That's the only way to make the year of everybody getting alcohol dependencies, and (laughs) it is the only way to make it through. Uh, so the year was 2020. The the movie theaters were shut down. Yeah. There was no gatherings. Cinema brought to its knees. Yeah. Right? Yep. In came an unlikely savior. 
that motherfucking driving. Yeah. Right? Because mm. in no, no other version of the story could The Wretched be number one, the number one movie in America <laughs> for like, what was it five or six weeks it ended up being? Yeah, something well, like that? Yeah. It, uh, as of last week, it was five weeks. Yeah, so, and I imagine it's got to be still. Insanity. Yeah, ma'am. Did Becky end up dethroning it? I wonder. Okay. You should look it up. I did not actually look that up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do that. But the Hold wretched uh, from 2020, directed by uh, Brett and Drew Pierce. Uh, they are brothers. Couple of Michigan boys. Couple of Michigan boys. Hey boys. So they directed a movie called Deadheads, uh, which I had heard a crap ton about. It's on my shelf, actually, right over here. Okay. Uh, I've never actually watched it. It was recommended to me by uh, my buddy Chris Jordan. Mm-hmm. Turns out that Chris. Uh, worked with Drew at a place called Thomas Video in Clawson. Uh, so Chris actually knows these guys, uh, or at least one of them, pretty mm-hmm. well. And um, uh, Chris, uh, uh, we've talked about him on the show before. He works, for, uh, does um, video and uh, written articles for uh, themoviesleuth.com. The movies. Movie and uh, he actually just interviewed Brett and Drew. We actually just watched it on uh, on the old tube over there. And um, you didn't even know we were gone for a half hour. Didn't even know it, right? Through the the power of podcasting, we're just that. We good. disappeared for a half an hour, and now we're back. We're so good at slightly pod- more inebriated. <laughs> we're so good at podcasting, James. <laughs> oh, we're dude. so good, dude. <laughs> don't even get me started <laughs> on how good we how are. good we are at podcasting. Um, no, but uh, so so we have like a uh, I have like a little bit like a it's like a three degrees of of Brett and Drew Pierce going on right now. Get your Right, get your dick out of your hand. You can see. That? No, literally, you can, you can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, though, no, it's just it's just kind of cool though how yeah, uh, these bu- cool. couple of Michigan boys, uh, the wretched was direct, uh, directed was shot in Upper Michigan. Uh, I think they said we're outside Traverse City is where they said it was. Um, and so that's actually really cool. I, I like Michigan-made stuff or whatever, and uh, this was a really good movie. I love Michigan-made <laughs> stuff. Let me talk. Let me just talk real quick about Michigan. I love ha- you. You're Michigan-made. I love you. Hey, you're Michigan-made. Yeah. Um, Michigan's the best, it right? Is. I agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and I don't just say that because I was I was made in Michigan. I say that because it's a it's a verifiable fact. Anybody who comes here knows that it's the best. You like water? We got water. Yeah. You like trees? We got trees. You like your steak cut in two pieces? We got that covered too. Guess what? We got a big bridge. Guess what? We got Detroit. Guess what? We got water crisis. Guess what? <laughs> we got, <laughs> what else we got? We got it all. We got it all. Um, no. Besides, I, what other state can give you a high five? Huh? What other state can give you a high five? Exactly. None. Or a give, handy. Can give you a handy. <laughs> I love Michigan. I love stuff that's made in Michigan. I hate people who don't. I I here's what I hate. I hate people who live here and don't appreciate it. Because this just happened to me on Facebook today. And if I didn't know this person for like, I mean, I'm not I'm not friends with them or anything. I'm an acquaintance. I grew up in the same uh, same city as them. Well, town township, whatever it is, <laughs> as them. And they said. It was it was a it was a meme and it said reasons to live in Michigan, and then it was just a list that said family. Oh fuck that guy! And then everybody in the comments, all Michigan <laughs> people, saying, "Yeah, no shit, right?" And then like some people are like, "That's not even a good enough excuse." I got out of there as soon as I could. Fuck you! Those fucking towns. we don't want you. Yeah, get out of here. Get get out. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
if you don't, if you can't see why Michigan is the best, and I'm pretty sure, hold on, I'm pretty sure one of the people who commented on it lives in Ohio now. So, <laughs> what? Uh, that suits them. That suits them. That what suits are you them, talking though. about? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, Michigan's awesome. I, I uh, just, you and I, we were watching this interview with them. We're like... Mm-hmm. Just became big fans I'm of these guys. Instant just fans of them, instantaneously. Yeah. And they do, They it's weird too. Like one of the things that I think, uh, it's always interesting to me when you have duos that are directors, like, like you know, brothers or are two super good friends that are directing like partners, you know? Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to me how that dynamic works. And you can tell just by watching this interview with the two of them that they, like, they literally, I mean, they're identical twin brothers, but like they literally- Are they identical? I would imagine. They, they, they look- they look a lot alike, and they look like they're the exact same age. So, if one's older, if they're not, uh, excuse me, if they're not fraternal twins, then who knows? Ident- identical and fraternal. No, I know that. I'm just saying things. if they're not at least fraternal twins, though. All right. Um, no, I'll, but like, I'll do a little. I'll do a they, little movie slew thing and see. Please, if I can please do. <laughs> um, they literally finish each other's sentences. Like where one where one stops, the other one picks up right at it. And it's like just by watching them speak together, mm-hmm. I fully understand how they work together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's 100 percent true. And uh, and you're right. I became huge fans of them right off the bat. Here, um, actually, both uh, both movies, ironically, tonight were directed by duos. That's right. Interesting, James. Our, uh, our John and Carrie... I could have fucking gotten two-hearted for tonight. Oh, you dumbass. But we have already drank two-hearted. Oh, did we? Yeah. I don't remember what we for. did. No, we um, did for John and Carrie, that's, a, that's the duo behind... Um, yeah, yeah, John and Carrie. Are they related? No, I don't I don't believe that they're they're related, uh, but they do have cooties, and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> anyway, though, uh, uh, The Wretched, though, uh, from this year, 2020, it was released. Uh, a defiant teenage boy struggling with his parents' Im- imminent divorce faces off with a thousand-year-old witch who is living beneath the skin uh, of and posing as the woman next door. Mm. Um so one of the things that I did love about this movie, and they spoke about this in their interview, is that they decided to kind of like take a couple of ideas, like like witch stories, and infuse them with their own ideas of what the witch could be. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a fresh take on the witch. It's not like they weren't basing it off of one witch or whatever. They weren't kind of basing it off of what they had seen before. They just kind of cherry-picked ideas they liked and then created their own narrative about the witch, right. which made it this new, engaging sort of character. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And the witch itself was creepy as fuck. <laughs> creepy as shit, yeah. And seeing it one of on a my... drive-in theater was the way to do it. Oh, it was so good, dude. It was awesome. Um, I witches scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Like there's, I you know, we watch horror movies all of all of all of the time, every of the time. All, <laughs> <laughs> and but something about witches, man, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, because they're, they're fucking creepy. Yeah, they're, I, I don't, I, I can't even put into words why they're so scary to me. But they're, it's the fingers. Is it the? It's the but, fingers. But even what I don't know. Even even when they look like normal human beings, like that's even scarier almost. Because well, like that's only if you know they're a witch though. Because yeah. if if you don't know they're a witch, then you wouldn't be scared by them. Oh, right? like a like a coven, like just a just a bunch of chicks sitting around chanting over a boiling cauldron and like doing nefarious things. You would hate half the cooking shows I watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. 
literally um, just six chicks <laughs> hanging out around a boiling cauldron. I don't know. I I think it I think it goes back to and this was actually when I was a little bit older when I was living in uh, uh, the Livonia area, mm-hmm. and my buddies took me out to what was known as the witch house, Ooh. and it was this old boarded up house in the middle of nowhere and they said this is like this is where a witch coven used to and hell yeah i think it was like ever since that day there was just it's like creepy yeah Dude, i mean which is which is because when you're younger it's like a, like a you you picture the you picture the looney tunes witch with the the black hat the black hat and, the, and every the time she knows every time the... she runs away there's a couple bobby pins that fall out of her hair i but, i, don't know, I love the the like that that version of a witch is one thing, but then you get to the witch like that's in this movie mm. where it's just this black figure with creepy ass long fingers. Well, she's just so she looks like a like a doesn't look like a witch. She looks like a creature, a creature, which, which is exactly how I feel like witches would be in like their their true form if they're that old and they're that well, not, yeah, and like, not even their true. Like she might have <laughs> been, I, and that's what I liked about the interview with them was. They're like, you don't really need the backstory. No, I agree. I don't need to know why she is the way she is. I just need to know that at some point in time, she did something so messed up, That's like made need. a deal with the devil or or, or did yep. an, enough bad things in her life or, or spells and stuff to where it's just turned her into this, and they call her in the movie, the wretch. It's just yeah. turned her into this wretch, this slithering, dis- <laughs> this slithering disgusting like like Dude, this slithering disgusting being who yeah. just like crawls around on all fours and like but still has the still has the her skin looks like oil almost. yeah it's like shiny and like just like just black as night and it's just like Gah. but she's <laughs> but even though she has the appearance of a of a of an animal yeah. the way she moves and the way she acts she still can can like do spells and stuff like that yeah. it's just so crazy she has dude. uh so by the way by the way um this is i think the first <clears throat> time in our podcast uh history that we have done two movies that are brand new oh yeah um, spoilers. so before we get into anything else here uh, we are a spoiler podcast we make no bones about that mm-hmm. because we like we are you know as we always as we like to say at least you know we are not a review show we are a discussion show and yeah. you cannot have discussions about these movies without spoilers so yeah. i'm going to say this right up front we are going to spoil these movies we are going to talk about the endings of both movies yep. so if you want to see these movies still and you do not want to be spoiled please turn this off now uh don't say that you weren't forewarned uh, we probably should have said that before we started talking, but I don't think we've really given anything away. We haven't given too much away. Um, but yeah, we are going to give that away. So take this as your warning. If you don't want to know, um, don't get mad at us. But hey, we got to talk about this stuff, right? And if we do spoil it for you and you are mad about it, go fuck yourself. We Listen, <laughs> I care about this much. Just about this much. I don't. Yeah, he, I don't. He put up two tiny fingers in front of me, just in case you need to know. Um, <laughs> All right, so um, you have uh, you have a couple of main characters here. You have Ben, yeah. who is your your main protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben is the uh, the kid in question that goes to live with his father uh, up north. Basically, Ben's got a cast on his arm. You know, he uh, he got into some shit, did up, some stupid stuff up north. See, I love this That's that we can north, do that. Man. We can. It, 
It's up north. It's up north. It's up north. I love how in the, and we're going to keep referring to this interview. Thank you, Chris Jordan, yeah, for this thanks, interview. Chris. Because you're giving us a lot of fodder here. But uh, I love how they said anywhere else, you say up north, they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you t- they talk to their friends in LA and they're like, up north, what the hell are you talking about? And it's I like, super if appreciate, you're in Michigan, you know what the hell they're talking I about. I super appreciate his reference to a party store instead of a convenience store, too, because yeah. that is. 100% of Michigan. And if, he, and if they were here and they could hear our discussion about the door wall earlier, they would know that this is a door wall, door wall and not a sliding door. Um. Exactly. Uh, anyway, though, so yeah, Ben's son here, played by John uh, John Paul Howard. Uh, his dad, Liam, is played by Jameson Jones. What a sweet name. Jameson Jones, Jameson who Jones. is, uh, he's a Michigan native, yeah. Oh, I, I would imagine that, I mean, it was filmed in Michigan, so I'd imagine they cast Michigan Born people. in Rochester, Michigan. Oh, uh, Nice. Not too far from here at all, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have uh, Ben. So Ben gets a job at uh, his dad's marina up yep. north and meets a girl named Mallory. Mallory is played by uh, Piper Curta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's awesome. She was actually really good. She was the epitome of just... Because we're from here, she is the epitome of a Michigan girl. Mm-hmm. Like She's kind of like a little bit nerdy, but still like not whatever. Like, she's, she's just, just kind of cool like, like... She's just a cool chick. Yeah, yeah. she's like a normal... Chick that lives in Michigan. I know that sounds weird, and I guess unless you live here. Well, because in the movie, in the movie, there's this other, uh, like, you know, she's like, there's another girl who's like the babe, you know? But she might not, she's, she might, she might be from out of town. Like, she might be, she might be at her, (laughs) she might be from Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, she's like the type of chick. She's, she's, she's at her, babes don't come from Ohio. I forgot. (laughs) No. Maybe Chicago. (laughs) No, that's where the witch came from. Like this, this babe probably came from you know she probably lives in uh, fuck you know Bloomfield Hills or something, and then goes up to Traverse City sure, to her sure. summer home, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 she's like the uppity chick, and then you have Mallory who is just cool, down to earth, probably a townie, probably mm-hmm. is there all year round, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and just uh, just a cool chick, you know, and she she plays the role of the girl that like. You know Ben is going to end up with her, but he doesn't know it, mm. right? Right. So you're watching that story kind of take place, and like, you're kind of hating Ben for not kind of picking up on what's going on. Well, and also hating Ben for like you know, because the Bloomfield Hills chick is like making eyes at him and stuff. Yeah. It's like Ben, knock it off. He was thinking with she he rolls, was thinking with she, his other head for the first half of the movie. Sure, simple as that. But you 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 had to you had to know because she's hanging out with these gross point looking fucks the whole time. <laughs> And so <laughs> I love that we're just using Michigan references. It's, it's going to happen. No one's going to understand. It's going to happen. Hey, you ever seen the movie Gross Point Blank with uh, uh, John Cusack? There you go. That's Gross Point for you. There you go. One shot was shot in Michigan. It was a car going down a street <laughs> that I drive down every day, by the way. I think you're talking about Gran Torino. No, gross, it's the same shot. <laughs> oh, is it's there literally really? the exact same shot? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually in the end shot of Gran Torino where they're driving the car down next to the water. Yeah. Is the exact same stretch of uh, Lakeshore Drive that they shot uh, John Cusack driving a in a car. And I'm sure it wasn't John Cusack, but his character driving in a car yeah. towards whatever i don't know where the fuck he's driving to because none of that exists at the end of that road so who knows but he's uh, uh he's 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 driving to quote unquote south detroit yeah yeah ac- right. according We're to journey south detroit. okay Ooh, i don't know what that was that was beautiful that was that was something it sounded like my last concert um okay 
You were there. I was there, unfortunately. <laughs> so okay, so next door to uh, to Liam, uh, you have Abby, her son uh, Dylan, and her boyfriend Ty. Mm. They are all living in uh, the house next door. Mm-hmm. I love the neighbors. I love the way that they seem super normal at first. You know, yeah. Uh, I love that uh, in the middle of the night. Um, Ben gets up out of bed because he thinks he hears like an animal running around outside, and he's like rooting around the neighbor's house. And Ty ends up looking down from the balcony, and I don't, I don't know what it was about this scene, but it was just, I feel like in in other parts of it was so it was super Michigan. In other parts of the world, if you saw a dude that was just kind of like rooting around your property, you'd probably shoot him. Yeah, we're in Michigan. It's like, what are you doing? She's like, hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> what, oh, I what? thought I saw an animal. Okay, well, uh, it's late. Go back know, to go, yeah, go home. Get a, get off my porch. You know, like <laughs> it's just super non-confrontational, and it's exactly how it would be if you were up north and there was I don't know, absolutely, or, or you might get shot actually <laughs> if it's like a, a hunter's. Not in Traverse City. Not in Traverse City. You're right. If you were in like Rogers City, <laughs> yeah. where, where I'm going <laughs> next in a couple months, like maybe, yeah, maybe. Um. But yeah, so he's he's like rooting around, and and Ben is the first one to sort of figure out there's something weird going on. Like he sees this weird thing happening or whatever, and he ends up going down into their basement and seeing a bunch of weird shit. And the cellar, into the cellar, a, a Michigan cellar. See, I'm not like, used to the I'm not used to those too much. Oh yeah, a we Michigan have, basement. Well, we have basements here. We have normal basements. Well, a Michigan basement is a basement that is a dirt. But typically speaking, <clears throat> it's a dirt floor. Yeah. Um, you know, not and and the entrance point is from outside of the house. Uh, not always. Do those not typically always. hit? Well, okay, yeah. Not that's more like a storm cellar. <clears throat> well, that's kind of what this was. In yeah, the movie. that was, this was definitely a storm cellar. Um, I'm not too used to those. My cousin did. Uh, my cousin lived in one house that had one. Those things are spooky as shit, right? Oh, like yeah. you have to open a door on the I ground want, to get I into it. I want a house that has one. I really Whoa. do. You're oh, just, I want one. You're asking for that was the place that we rode our bikes by that one day. Yeah, dude. I was like drawn to it. I as loved soon it. as I saw that house, I was like, that house is definitely haunted. Yep. It's got three buildings on the same property. Yep. That's that's so many that's so many buildings for bad things to happen one, in. One for stinky, <laughs> one for stretch, one for fatso. <laughs> Boom. I'll be, I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be Casper. Um so yeah, so Ben's the first one to realize that uh that there's some weird shit going on. He doesn't know what it is at first, mm-hmm. but he knows that there's just there's something strange, right? Yeah. And now we already knew cuz we got the the first the very opening scene. Uh you pretty much know there's a witch. They kind of set the whole witch story up right away. That's that's not really like a um it's not really a surprise later on in the movie. And you see like this weird, the weird witch fingers coming up out of a tree. I know you said that you kind of would, would have preferred it without the fingers. Well, here, no, I loved on. the fingers. Well, here's, let me tell you one of the scariest things I... Tell me. Let me tell you. <laughs> one of the scariest things about a, a, a witch or a ghost or a, um, oh, right here. Ah. Um when you have a supernatural being who is able to imitate the voice specifically of sure. other people like there's a, you, you see like a, you see creatures or whatever in movies sometimes where they're actually able to shapeshift mm-hmm. skinwalkers and stuff like that where they're able to shapeshift and look like other people there's something so creepy to me about that scene where Dylan, this little guy, is looking for his mom, Abby, and he gets to that that tree, fucking creepy ass tree with the hole that leads into the ground, and you hear his mom's voice coming from the hole. Yeah, and 
I just got chills just thinking yeah, about it. I'm like, it's oh super my creepy. Because you just hear, you hear his mom's voice, and you just picture down in this hole is this wretched, disgusting thing, but talking with his sweet mom's voice. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> so it's, creepy. It's super creepy. And, and I just, there's something, there's something to me about a, a supernatural being a, who can mimic the voice of another, of a, of a, of a person to try and lure you in. That's and so scary. Unlike a lot of movies where the creature is uh, designated to a certain place, this witch is not just in the woods. It's not just in the tree. This right. comes into their homes. It yeah. play. There's, there's a scene where the witch is <clears throat> inside. Um, is it Abby's house? Yeah, it's inside Abby's house, right? Yeah. And, they're watching a baby monitor where oh. there's like a baby. Now, here's the thing. Me and you, when you had babies, me and you would be hanging out at your house all the time. And how many times did we look into that baby monitor, right? Because we're like two men and a baby here. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> your, your wife was somewhere. Um, we were taking care of We were taking care of um, But yeah. we're looking at this baby monitor. And, I'm like, and I would look at your kid. I'm like, dude, your kid looks creepy as fuck right now. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, the that, eyes is glow. the eyes glow or whatever? And then there's a shot in the baby monitor where the baby's sleeping, but then you just see these two eyes open <laughs> outside the, the crib. And I'm like, that is 100% exactly what I expected it's to see in that baby monitor every single time. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. It's scary enough when you see the baby's eyes glowing. Yep. But and, then, I, and I loved in the, once again, the interview, yeah. the, the, he uh, actually mentions that exact same thing where he's like, he just had a kid. <clears throat> And he looks in this was monitor it, and expects to see it. It was, was it, Drew. Was it Brett or Drew? I think it was Drew, yeah. I get which one was Drew on the was left on the and left. which one Drew was, Drew on, the was on the left. Okay. Yep. Um yeah, he says he says I, I had just had a kid and I was, you know, spending my nights looking at a baby monitor and I would look at my demonic looking child <laughs> with his glowing eyes and I was like, How can I write this into the movie? We've been there. That's like, amazing. That's a that, that's yeah. such a cool little slice of his life to throw into the movie. I thought uh-huh. that was really cool. Um and something that we can relate to, which brings it to at least for us a whole nother level you know? yeah absolutely um ah shit there was a there was another thing you just mentioned that i wanted to oh i thought it was uh i thought it was oh shit <clears throat> damn it i just lost it again there was something that i thought was really oh i thought it was really clever too that this took place in a uh in a vacation town sure because if you had, if it was if it was a town where you know you had residents who lived there all the time, despite the fact that the witch has this really cool ability to make people forget their children, mm-hmm. there hey, we be, warned you, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there would be lines crossed here and there. Like some people would start to pick up on like, hey, why do the why do the the Gilroys not? But if you're not there long enough to notice it, yeah, it's in a vacation town, so everybody's only there for a couple of months. So they're just like, "Oh, well, uh, the Gilroy kid is is gone. It, like he, like he's maybe he doesn't want to take boating lessons anymore." I don't remember what Dylan's last name was. It if really he had a makes last name you all, wonder but. how much more was forgotten in that town. Yeah, like how long has that witch been there? Like what? Yeah. what else? has been forgotten. Well, and I want to watch this a second time because they mentioned it in the interview with Chris that like. And Chris even said he had watched it. He had kind of gone through it a, a couple times, and there's there's some really cool little subtle things that mm-hmm. you don't pick up on on your first yeah. first watch. Well, we that you do pick up on in your second watch, and I really want to go through and watch it again because I love. I'll stuff say like this: that. they got me when we were watching the movie. They completely got me when that twist came. My mind was a bit blown mm. because I didn't pick up on. I, I noticed that there was like maybe a couple things that felt. 
maybe weird. I did not pick up on it or even think that they felt as weird as other people though. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like they were saying the audiences, some people would say they totally noticed it. Other people would say they didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm more on the didn't side. Yeah. Um, and then when that, when the twist came, uh, and we'll give it away in a second here. When the twist came, I, I totally was just floored by it because I didn't see it. But then we were talking on the way home, you know, because all good movies incite the discussion, you know, in the car ride on the way home. Yeah, and this yeah. one definitely did. Um, I'm thinking back to a lot of the scenes, and it's like you think of when when Abby came over to uh, to Ben's house, and he's talking to him on the stairs, and you realize he's not looking at Ben at first. It's well, not she, until afterwards that he looks up yeah, at Ben. Yeah, because like, he finds Dylan hiding in his bedroom because Dylan just... That scene was really creepy, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, I don't always like when movies use that weird jerky motion to when you're dealing with like a supernatural being. Mm-hmm. But it really worked in this case because this is a, this is a creature who basically has stuffed itself into the skin of another person. Yeah. So it's it's stretching and trying to make room and stuff you know what i mean so, so when he walks in to that hallway and his mom is standing there naked like just yeah. looking out the window oh. and she's making all those weird jerky motions it was like her shoulders were completely dislocated yeah. she's popping them the back way she in, was standing when was... he first walked in and like it looked yeah. like she had scoliosis or something i was like well that that's was fucking creepy that was but, the kind of scene though like we're in exorcism with emily rose mm. the the scene that scarred me walking out of that theater was that scene where she was all she's contorted all on the ground backwards yeah. and so the scene in this movie hearkened that a lot mm. for me you mm-hmm. know um, and so it was just super weird and creepy and I loved it. So when, but getting back to the, the twist, um, let's go over the twist. What are the witch's abilities? Let's, let's give that away. Cause we've mentioned it a couple times. Let's put it on front street. I mean, here. we don't, I, we can discuss it between the two because any, anybody who's listening this far is going to have, they have watched the movie. That's fair. If they haven't listened this far. And they're spoiling it for themselves, but we're still being somewhat vague. It's kind of their okay. problem. All right. You know I'll what I mean? I'll follow you lead. I'll follow you lead. So we That's can fair. say whatever we want. I don't care if we spoil it, but we don't necessarily have to give away everything. That's fair. So I'm just going to say... when I'm, I'm just you're, so you're, not used to spoiling everything. You're talking You're talking <laughs> about... <laughs> That's all we do. You're talking about like the, the, the twist that you find out yeah. at the end, right? And that's one of the big ones I noticed was... Uh, when he finds Dylan after Dylan sees his mom it's freaked out by her, he takes his bunny and he goes and hides in uh, Ben's room. Mm-hmm. Ben comes home to find him in his room. And then he says, uh, he hears a knock at the door and Dylan goes, don't let her in. That was, creepy, right? that was really creepy. And then he goes to, Ben goes to walk down the stairs. And before he's even at the stairway, he hears her say, is your, is your dad home? Yeah, which so is a like weird she thing is to so say to a seventeen-year-old. It's a weird thing to say to a especially 17. the way she said it. Right? Is your dad home? Like really kind of sweet. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say to a seventeen-year-old, and also she hadn't acknowledged him yet. No, looks like right? she's looking straight at the stairs. She's looking straight at the stairs, which was spooky. Like yeah. that's even without the twist, that's spooky already because she. It's almost like she's. It's almost like she's not acting human. You know what I mean? Well, she obviously wasn't. She was, like, if you didn't know how to act human because you've been living in a hole in the woods for the last thousand years, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily know that making eye contact with a person is the way that you're supposed to speak to them. So it, 
it could just come across as she's weird and she's speaking directly at the stairs in front of her rather than looking up at Ben. But yeah. then when the twist comes in, you're like, oh, that's why. And then she looks up toward him and her, de- her, de- the conversation. her demeanor changes. Because mm-hmm. at first she's kind of sweet. Is your, is your dad home? And then she looks up at him and, and then she goes... It, it, her demeanor doesn't change completely, but she goes, I'm looking for my son, you yeah. know? And then when he comes down and talks to her and she gets creepy and gets right up on the, the, the screen and says, you're a very stupid boy. Like, yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> so I creepy. actually really loved that line. Cause it, it kind of cut through. It was like, that was when you might've thought something was weird or whatever. It, it, you kind of know there's something off about her because at, well, you I already, say, at this point you already know, like the, you, you've already seen her get, pulled under the crib yeah you know? you, so you suspect it or whatever but it's not until she says that line that like that final nails mm. in the coffin and she's like, oh yep she's fucked <laughs> like she is no longer the same neighbor that, that there yeah. was before um i love that I, I, um, I did i did like how after the witch was in her she started wearing the long flowy dresses with the very high slits i'm, I'm not going to complain about that you're such a pervert. She You're was, such a perv. She was a babe. <laughs> She's a babe. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just I I think that I like this movie the more that I think about it. Mm. Because I remember walking away from uh from the theater because we saw these two movies back to back, obviously. And I remember I remember saying that I I thought at the time that I liked Becky better. Mm. And I wonder if that was because Becky was fresher on my brain because that was the second movie, you know? Nope. Um, Becky was the first movie. Was it? Yeah. That's why. The witch must have gotten to me. I forgot. (sighs) But the thing is, though, the more that I'm processing this movie, though, uh, the more I am, like, I'm not clamoring to see Becky again. I am clamoring to see this again. And the more that I'm thinking about it, the more that I am going over it in my head and I'm, I'm listening to other people talk about it and everything else... It's like I don't think that I've been more excited. I don't think that I've been as excited to watch a movie a second time as I am with this one in a long time. Mm. You know, usually it's yeah. like I'll see a movie. Okay, I've seen it. I don't need to watch it again for a while. This one, I like immediately want to go watch it again. Well, it's especially. I mean, like I, I wanted to rewatch it anyway, um, just because, especially with our our setup at the uh, the drive-in, the sound wasn't the best. Like That's, we could it, hear everything that was going on, but drive-ins like, are made to be in your car. Right. We sit outside of the car. So it's kind we, of our... we like to party. kind of our fault. Right. I think we so. need to bring a bigger radio or something like that to put in the back and not use the car stereo. What I want to do is get a personal radio yeah. and then hook he- headphones to it. It's like an old Walkman that has a radio Yeah, that's on. what I'm saying. <laughs> you can probably get one for like 10 bucks. The sweet, um, the sweet over the head with the real thin metal uh, headphones. <laughs> so dope. Right. Sony, the ones that yeah. like hurt your ears after five minutes. Um... <laughs> Well, so it's it's. I already wanted to watch the movie again anyway. Sure. But then after seeing the interview and they're talking like, oh, people keep calling us up and saying, hey, I caught a little Easter egg here and there and blah blah blah. And well, then saying, I was thinking this before we even watched the. Oh interview. yeah, yeah, for like, sure. I just you know the interview just cemented it. Well, and then but... and then the fact that they you know they I assumed everything in the movie was practical anyway. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you can just tell when you're looking oh, yeah, at practical effects as opposed to CGI. Yeah, I knew when we were um, watching it that it was all practical. So I love the fact that it's practical. So 
one thing that came to light in the interview that neither one of us knew about was the f- the fact that their dad had actually done special effects on Evil Dead, yeah, which is so fucking awesome. And we're I going to see heard... Evil Dead at the drive-in tomorrow, so that's even more awesome. Right. I had So I had heard stories of a guy that apparently, I, I forget who told me the story. I don't think it's someone that I talk to anymore. But somebody told me a story that they knew this guy. He was an older dude that would hang out at a bowling alley all the time. And or he was there often at least, right? Mm-hmm. And he did special effects on Evil Dead and he loved talking about it. Yeah. Like the dude like like if you if you struck up a conversation with him and you brought it up, he just loved talking about it, right? Like he wasn't uh wasn't shy about it, you know, or anything like that. And he's just this local dude yeah. that worked on this this on arguably in my opinion the great one of the greatest movies ever made yeah. in terms of uh, genre films. Of course. Um I wonder if it's the same guy because there could not have been too many dudes that worked on it. First off, you know, you know, the special effects teams are usually pretty small to begin with in Mm -hmm. terms of like core groups, let alone on a movie like evil dead. That was a a shoestring crew to begin with. Right. Um, And so I'm wondering if it's the same dude that I'd heard stories about before. And that would be really, really awesome if if it was. Uh, his name is well, because you've got the uh, the the main makeup department, which is of course Tom Sullivan. Tom Sullivan, yep. And uh, uh, Tom Sullivan, Sam Raimi, Kurt Ralph, and Bart Pierce. Hmm. I, I'm. I would say that's got to be him then. Yeah. Well. Th- you, oh. You, I was gonna say obviously it's him because well no but you mean you mean the guy that like the guy who was hanging out the at the yeah because I suppose I suppose there could always be dudes that were working on stuff at home and then you know didn't go down for filming or whatever who knows Um, I never got to know who the dude was I just I'd always heard stories about a dude though that was local that worked on it so right interesting Um, what else is there anything else to say about this before we move on to Becky Um, I don't know man I, I liked it. Uh, there was just a lot of like, there was a lot of Michigan-y goodness that I really loved. The, mm-hmm. like the style of party they went to, you know, like that's a Michigan party. Yep. You know, sure is. Everybody just hanging out around a fire. Jumping like, in the back of a pickup truck, going to a party. Yeah, like exactly, dude. It's 100%. I loved it. Just Michigan. Yeah, yeah, man. I loved it so much. Um, I, yeah, I, I would suggest this movie to anyone. If you can, if you can make it out to... If you're in Michigan right now, if you can make it out to a, a well, I guess any really time. anywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say specifically Ford, Wyoming, and and uh, you know, get yourself some. Yeah, Ford, Wyoming's do, a bit of a shithole. Do all a, do, well, it, I, should, <laughs> I love it. Shouldn't but, a drive-in sort of be a shithole though? I mean, I guess kind of. I think I but, think by its very nature they should be, but should, they should be a little bit of a shithole. But like, go go huff the sulfur and. <laughs> Just wrap your wrap your mouth around a tailpipe before you uh, before you watch the movie and it'll put you in a weird headspace. <laughs> uh, no, if you can make it out to see this movie at the drive-in, I totally yeah. I totally recommend that because as they said in the interview, they almost almost kind of uh, not by mistake but uh, inadvertently made a perfect summer drive-in movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they flat out said this movie was only like they they didn't expect the theatrical run to do much of anything. They thought it was going to be cool, be in theaters. They'd go see it for a week or two, and then it would live on VOD. Maybe in ten years they would get uh, <laughs> some sort of notoriety or people yeah. would take notice. And Co- COVID happened, so it wasn't going to get a theatrical dare, release. Dare I say? And then IFC said, "Hey, we're going to put it on like ten or twelve drive-in uh, screens up. because because drive-ins are slow and." 
then like a couple weeks later they're or a week later they're like hey we're gonna put it on 20 to 30 hey we're gonna put it on 40 to 50 i'm, I'm so and now it's just blowing up it's i'm amazing. so incredibly happy for these two. Oh that, yeah dude that even under the circumstances, there was a path that was cleared for this movie to succeed. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, those carnival games where you have the, uh, you got a whole bunch of bottlenecks and then there's like a inverted plane behind it and you got to throw the bottle, the rings yeah. and you got to bounce it off that backboard and like hit a bottle or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. Right. Am I thinking I, something wrong? No, I, th- it's a, I think it's you're, a, I think you're mixing two basket. different. It's a basket. You got to get the, oh yeah. The ball in it or whatever. Right? You got, the odds secret of, you got to put a little backspin on it. <laughs> the the odds of this movie though doing what it did yeah. would be like that game, but throwing it from like a high dive, right? And yeah. having to hit that. You know what I'm oh saying? Like, yeah, like it's already hard enough to begin with. Oh, and then yeah, you to add, have a to have a low budget, a low budget indie horror film yeah. become the number one film in America for five weeks straight, five or six weeks yeah. straight. Yeah, that's crazy. It's already hard enough to begin with. And then to, to have it happen, though, during the pandemic mm. when everything is shut down and for them to find this, inadvertently find this this tiny little sliver of an opening yeah, and like they just fit it like a glove. Like it's just like, it, it's serendipitous almost. Yeah. Like, it, it was like so perfect. Um, And this probably, they probably got more, more notoriety <clears throat> because of this they would have had to work for the next 10 years to get yeah. in Hollywood. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause there's no way that, that everybody in Hollywood isn't taking notice of these two guys now. Yeah. You know, they already, they said they've, they've had a, a bunch of stuff in the works. I'm sure they're getting phone calls from everyone right now. I'm hoping that this will let them, cause they, they were talking about, uh, they have a, a werewolf, a werewolf project. Yeah. That's like their dream project. And yeah. I hope that they get, they get I'm, the chance to I'm do that it. because they were talking about how they, they took a kind of a different spin on the idea of what a witch is and what a witch can do. Mm-hmm. And they said, we kind of have the same idea for a werewolf, you know, yep. like let's, let's tear it down to the bones and like rebuild the, the mythology of a, of a werewolf and the way that do they, our own thing. And I the think way that's they fucking rad. Built like, their own mythology for the witch. And then they're talking about doing the same thing for the werewolf. We like, even, I'm just totally into that we didn't even really talk about her power to like make people forget their own kids but well, that's we don't that's, we don't have to well, just go watch the movie yeah, but it's yeah. so it's it's, it's really that's cool the twist, though. yeah it was that's a really the cool thing. idea so it's like it's yeah it's awesome yeah. all right so uh that's moving on the first movie we watched of the night i guess we did these backwards yeah the first movie we watched of the night was uh becky 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 <laughs> becky with the good hair um <laughs> uh negative i mean she had good hair Different Becky. Yeah. Uh, so Becky from 2020 again, uh, directed by uh, Jonathan Millat and Carrie Murnian. Did I get those right? Uh, yeah. Murnian. Uh, so these are this is the duo behind one of my favorite. It's like a, it's like a murder onion. Murnian. <laughs> murder onion. <laughs> um, this is the duo behind my favorite killer elementary school kid movie. Cooties. Cooties was so good. It's a, it's a huge market for those kind of movies. Um, but listen, it's really anything... amazing when you think about the juxtaposition between Cooties and this movie. Oh yeah, it's great though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Range. Amazing. It's called range. I, yeah, it's, James. It's, it's, it's called range, <laughs> and they got it. Yeah. Cooties was my favorite movie. You know, zombie movie starring my twin ever, <laughs> and it was great. It makes me feel like I'm part of it. You know. Yeah. For sure. Um. Let's see here. Uh, a teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of convicts <clears throat> wrecks havoc on their lives. So this is the movie reeks, that... Reeks, reeks havoc. Not wrecks. 
is wreck. She wrecks shit. shit. She does wreck shit. So this is the Again, spoilers. We're going to talk about all the spoilers in this movie. How old was Becky? Did they say in the movie? Um, I got the sense that she was maybe like 15 or 15, 15, 16, 16, something like that. Yeah. That's what I thought too. So this is, this is the movie about the most badass 15 or 16 year old girl, like ever. (laughs) Why girl, Mike? Um, Why can't she just be the most badass 15 or 16 year old? I'm just saying, she's a, (laughs) because of Kevin McAllister. Yes. That's why. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, actually, I, I, this is this movie was kind of like uh, what we were talking about. I mean, take take away the whole white supremacist thing, and it's kind of like uh, the aggression scale, a little bit, right? The thing about the aggression scale, though, we were talking about this uh, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. Uh, Becky is way more just dirt and grit. Like nothing that she does are these like strategic things that she sets up. Nothing's it's right. all very much in the moment, like not planned out, but she still just is a badass. Uh, there's a there's a couple instances she, where she, she puts up like a tripwire at one yeah. point in time or whatever, but it's still crude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so very it's, quickly. It's, it's done. not like the tripwire is hooked to some crazy Rube Goldberg it's, thing exactly. where exactly it's it's it's, it's like paint the cans come down and <laughs> No, it's like it's like <laughs> You trip over the trip wi- trip wire and you're on the ground just long enough for her to bury a, a two by four with, with nails yeah, pounded through it into your skull. Oh, like it's that. so brutal! I love it. <laughs> um, and like the weird thing is, is like I wasn't sure how far they were gonna take the movie. Like I, I knew that it was supposed to be this really brutal, bloody movie, right? Mm. But like you almost don't expect it when it happens. Yeah. Like when it first comes in, you're just like, oh shit, this movie's like. This movie's going straight for the nuts. Like it's, it's, it's not wasting time. That and first, I fucking loved it. That first kill, dude. Uh, the first, not the first kill of the movie, but the first kill uh, that is dealt out by Becky. Yep. It's like, what the fuck? Like that shit just got real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have Lulu Wilson who plays Becky. Uh, she's fantastic. Right. Uh, uh, sure. Her dad is played by Joel McHale. I actually didn't know that. I realized that he was in this movie. Until he came on screen. Yeah, I didn't I think either. that I had probably heard that he was or seen it in the trailer, but it didn't stick with me. I like Joel McHale. I do too. I like Joel McHale a lot. Um, and then Joel McHale, uh, his wife uh, recently had passed away, mm-hmm. uh, at least relatively recently. Well, not, and he, I mean, like long enough ago to where yeah. he now has another woman who he's in love with. Uh, recently enough to where it is still an open wound with Becky, though. Like, which she has which not, could be, you know. Sure. So she's dating time. Kayla, played by Amanda Burgle, uh, who has a son named Ty, uh, Isaiah Rockcliffe. Um, Ty was the cutest kid. Oh, he's so cute, So, dude. so adorable, right? I was like, <laughs> so the way they started this movie, and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Apex is like, you know, looking in the car. I'm like, fuck. Like, they've already, they've already kind of set the bar. Yeah. You know? And it's like... I'm looking at this just this sweet little tie, and I'm like, oh, "Fuck!" <laughs> like yeah. I can't, I can't. I'm not going to be able to handle it. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad that Becky jumped in. Yeah. Uh, so you men- you mentioned Apex, Apex. So th- okay. So there's um there's a uh, a group of prisoners that are on a bus, right? If I'm remembering this correctly, yep, they're on yep, a bus. Yep. They're being transported, and there's like the setup to get them out, basically. Um, yeah, I they like they I- choke a dude out. Yeah, yeah. They I basically think, take I it think over Apex and they chokes a dude. So Apex is uh, played by um, uh, Robert. How do you say his name? Robert Mallet. Robert Mallet. Yeah. So he's a an ex professional wrestler. Yeah. Uh, he was in 
Um, a movie that we did not too long ago, and I'm actually trying to look it up right now what it was. Um, but he was a he, he was a, a he's a wrestler in the WWE named Kurrigan back in the day. He was in a faction with the Insane Clown Posse. If that tells you anything, uh, and then a dude that wore a gimp mask and carried around a Cartman doll. It oh. was it was the fucking late '90s, man. It was a wild place, <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> and they weren't that good. Um, okay. But he was like this a big fucking brick shit house of a dude. He's yeah. a huge motherfucker. Yeah, he's a yeah he's and a big boy. I love the fact that he was. Uh, he k- kind of was the heart a little bit of the bad guys. Like he was the one that wasn't fully on board and was super conflicted. Yeah, and I actually really liked that the layers to his character. Yeah, yeah, because you would expect a dude like that. Like he's he's the muscle, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you just think, oh well, this guy's a killing machine. But he's he's the only one out of any of them who seems to have somewhat of a conscience. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh. Yeah, I was I was expecting I was expecting bad thing like I wasn't expecting I was just hoping that bad things wouldn't come to pass that I was you yeah. know what I mean as almost far as did. as far it as almost, the kids go and it stuff almost like that did. Um, um yeah so so, you, so Dominic, oh, go ahead, go we got to talk I'm sorry we got to talk about Dominic though before yeah, we get into any more story sure. uh Kevin James plays one of the most terrifying villains that I've seen uh, in a while. And here's the reason that he's terrifying. It's not because he's overly sinister. Mm. It is not because he's anything that is stereotypical terrifying. The reason that he's terrifying is because, A, you're used to seeing this guy as the happy-go-lucky guy from, like, King of Queens and, you know, all the, and the, the comedies that he does, Paul right? Paul Blart. Paul Blart, right? To see him playing a... a Total like like white supremacist Nazi basically yeah. shaved head with a giant swastika tattooed on the back of his head, mm-hmm. big old beard. It's such a departure from the other roles he's played, and he plays this character so incredibly calmly. It's the calm about him that is what's terrifying. Right. It's the fact that he knows exactly <clears throat> what he's doing. Right. He is completely focused on a goal he's not letting anything rattle him for the most part you know every bad thing that happens it's like he he stops he thinks about it and then he acts in an ex- a very smart way too like he's an intelligent guy you can tell yeah um and you put all those things together and it's like the silent killer type and yeah, it's pe- so terrifying people who are very uh yeah like calm and calculating that's way scarier than somebody who's just a ball of emotions mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Because they're predictable. It's like, oh, if something went wrong, he's going to fly off the handle, and then yeah. whatever happens, happens. But a guy like that, you know? You just it's don't like, know. I mean, there's that, there's that scene uh, where, where Apex, uh, he um, hesitates during one of his yep. missions or whatever. Well, he lets, he lets, the, um, he lets uh, uh, Kayla and Ty go at one point. Does he let him? Yeah, because he goes upstairs. They're hiding in the bedroom. And, oh, and, and yeah, he basically yeah, yeah. says, "Get out of here!" Right, because he already had killed the two kids in the beginning and right, felt right. horrible about it, and he did not want to kill another kid. Like he did not need that on his conscience. Yeah, so he actually let them go. Unfortunately for for them, Kayla and Ty got picked up by uh, Dominic or one of the other guys uh, on the on the grounds. Well, he didn't. He didn't actually. He didn't actually. Did they? No, he straight up let them go. Did they get out and they started oh, yeah. running away? Because they started running towards the treehouse because they knew that's where Becky was. Oh, that's. Oh, and, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Right. It wasn't Dominic. It was one of the other guys. Yeah. in the crew though, that found them and brought them back. Yeah. 
That wasn't the part where Dominic did what I'm talking about, though. There was another point where where Apex was told to do something and he hesitated or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And this part where uh, Dominic tapes, takes him aside. Yeah, it's it's a fucking takes off his shirt, scene, takes dude. off his shirt and hands him his uh, his pistol and says, "Put it put it against my heart." And he and he goes into this whole spiel about what they've been working toward and how long they've been in prison, how long uh, how he's been thinking about this particular plan for every single minute that he's been in prison. And he's like, and if you're not on board with me right now, then pull the trigger and just kill me because, because I, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Because like, I I couldn't stand it. If and it's like like I can't like, I can't stand to be alive knowing that this isn't going to work. And that's basically. like and that's like creepy on like a Charlie Manson it's level. Sociopath. You know? is yeah. What it is. Well, no, it's Straight it's up. genius. You know what I mean? Like it's somebody. Sure. It's it's somebody who's a genius manipulator. Depending on. Where, how you're looking at it, though, sociopath and oh. genius can be the exact same thing. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, there's tons of sociopaths and psychopaths mm-hmm. who are, you know, mental mental level geniuses. Well, look at even the guy, Charles, Charlie Manson. Yeah. The guy was a master manipulator. That's literally what I just said. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I'm just using him <laughs> as an example, though. Yeah, like, that's exactly. exactly like, yeah. Right. And that's what Dominic, Dom, does Dominic at any point in the movie, except for at the end when his emotions finally get get the best of him oh he does i guess he does kill somebody oh yeah yeah i was like because charlie manson was like he he didn't kill anybody but he was able to manipulate other people into doing it for him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the that's kind of the way dominic was too only he was a completely crazy white supremacist nazi yeah um so so anyway what were we gonna take no no i was just gonna i was just gonna say like the, the 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 movie kicks off from there. You know, uh, Dominic and his crew come to uh, uh, Jeff and uh, Kayla, Jeff's house, basically, yeah, where yeah, Kayla yeah. and Ty and Becky are all at. Uh, Becky wants nothing to do with her family, uh, or the, this, the new family, if you will. Right. You know, Jeff tells her, we decided to get married, or, or we're going to get married, um, and Becky just wants nothing to do with this new family because it's not her mom. It's mm-hmm. not her family. She's just not into the idea. So she runs off to go to her clubhouse with uh, one of her dogs. Uh, she has two, like, pit bulls, uh, and she goes... Dora, to- Dora and Diego. Dora and Diego. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't realize... I did not realize that's yeah. what they were called. Yeah. Like, I heard the names, but it didn't dawn on me that they were named after fucking Dora the Explorer. <laughs> um, so she's out in her... Uh, in her clubhouse, when Dominic and the crew and Apex and all them, they basically come and they hold the family hostage because they're looking for a key. Now, what I'm wondering is what was... Why was the house... What was what was Dominic's connection to that house that he had hidden a tin in the wall years beforehand? Was it just his old residence and well, Jeff happened to buy the property? Well, we don't... We don't know. We don't know. Um, that's the theme of this movie. And that's... and that's, Is that you don't know. And that's part of... So, you know, you said, you said earlier that a good movie, at least in our eyes, a good movie is a movie that keeps you talking mm-hmm. well after the movie's mm-hmm. over. And both of these movies did that to us. This movie got us, like, into some weird territory on the way home so, discussing... Like strange connections to uh, Norse mythology, yeah, which we'll get into. Uh, yeah, 
I, I think Norse the, mythology, Christianity, uh, like the weird mysticism that the Third Reich was interested yeah, in and shit so like that. Like we, a, got, we got really deep into I it. I had an interesting, in my opinion at least, I had an interesting uh, uh, interaction with the directors of this movie and online. I d- and I disagree with you. Yeah, I, you do, it's, it's fine. It's, it, we're looking at, it's two sides of the same coin, really. <laughs> sure. We'll get into that. Um, so... On the surface, this is a movie about these white supremacists that are looking for something or whatever, but it's really the battle between Becky and Dominic, basically. Right. right. You have a couple other characters that have, um, you know, parts or whatever, but that's really they're, what it is. They're fodder, essentially. Most, you know, on the surface, it's a movie about this badass 16, 15 year old chick who beats the shit and just murders the hell out of these mm. out of this, this little, white supremacist gang and it's awesome getting and a little great. aggression out yeah yeah it's great she is a badass female that's just like um lulu wilson said in an interview that she's so sick and tired of seeing these young women who are always portrayed as like the victims or whatever and she's like that's so not true she's like it's so nice to finally have a uh, show a girl that it can stand up for herself and is just as scrappy as anybody else. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. But like, and I was like, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent right. You know, like, it's just badass. You get this chick who is, you know, she already feels on the outs of her family, and then this thing happens, or whatever, and she's gonna let out all this like aggression from her life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's really really awesome you know and, yeah. um and it's it's uplifting a little bit you know <laughs> not that i want every 15 16 year old chick to go out and start murdering people but like <laughs> i mean i do but it's awesome <laughs> um yeah so the the real story for us though like we could go on and on about the kills and how gruesome it was and this and, and that. we will we should discuss the kills and it's awesome before we are done here but let's Agreed. get in let's get in some the, the meat and potatoes for us though yeah uh, and the whole reason this whole podcast started four years ago was because we watched Goodnight Mommy and the Babadook. Mm. And it prompted these long conversations about what this meant, what this meant, what this meant. This movie was sort of the same in the idea that uh, Dominic is looking for this key. They never tell you what the key is for. Mm. It's just that he wants it and that is it. The only clues they give is that the key has a symbol on it. And it's a symbol of three upside down triangles that are sort of like interconnected with each other, right? So, uh, doing a little bit of uh, sleuthing on the Google machine. This was all on the car ride home. Yeah, it was. Yes, um, <laughs> I was. We were like, "What are those? What do the triangles mean on the they key?" They gotta mean something, right? Okay, so Mike looked up. What do the triangles mean? So apparently, the triangle symbol <clears throat> is representative of Odin yeah. and Norse mythology, right? And the story of Odin and and all this, you know, the, the gods and all that kind of stuff, right? And then I was like, "It's really interesting then that." Early on in the movie, uh, Dominic loses his left eye. Which Odin also loses his eye. Odin also loses his left eye. Did Reaper just go away? No, what just happened? no, I think I just Okay, there it, it is. There we go. Yeah, uh, Odin loses his left eye. Dominic loses his left eye. So now you're thinking like... Okay. Like, is the whole, is the whole white supremacy angle just a red herring It's trying to throw you off the scent of what's really going on here? Here's, like, Here's my question. Were the rest of the gang white supremacists? Yeah, they never really. They don't really ever. the The big apex yeah. was obviously some sort of ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you look at that and you go, "Is it possible that they these guys just all met in prison and 
yes, the one guy is like a white supremacist, but he's part, but he's got this bigger plan. Right. Now, his, right? His, yeah, his bigger plan has something to do with that. That's it, not that. And he, that's why I said, like, I, I, like, <laughs> this movie was really when we were discussing it. There were a lot of ideas that were super hard to put into words because uh-huh. you're like, because we're getting into symbolism, uh-huh. and you and I. We're not the, uh, you know, we're not the brightest bulbs in the, in the box. No, but we have, <laughs> but, but every now and then we'll flicker and it's real bright. Every now and then. Every now and then. Before th- we die. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Despite the fact that you and I have problems, ha- have trouble sometimes getting out into the uh, getting out in words, words what we in in the mouth words what we're really thinking i went online and tried to tried to figure out if anybody else had like made any connections to the norse mythology or even like like you said the mysticism that the third reich were interested yep. in nobody's doing that and this movie got horrible reviews did it really and it's because i haven't read and any it's of them. because people are taking it just for what it is Sure. Just, uh, just completely surface level. Oh, dude, use I got, your brain smarts, people. I got, I got so mad. Aaron was reading me reviews of this movie from, from, from publications like, I mean, first of all, I hate movie reviewers. Sure. Uh, movie critics. Fuck you, Chris Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Chris <laughs> Jordan. You fuck. No, like I mean, for like bigger publication, like the the Rolling Stone one. I don't even remember what it said, but there was something about it that when she read it to me, I was like, nope, nope, yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. I feel like there are <laughs> like a lot that's... of critics that just, they maybe when they first started, it was, they, they, they saw a lot of the stuff, but a- after you do this for a living and you're watching so many movies, I think you start to lose... <laughs> Like that, whatever it is that you see in movies, like we do, like right now. Yeah. Like if we were, if we were to do this as our day jobs, right, and mm. we watched twenty movies a week, that's probably excessive. But like ten movies a week, sure. right, and we had to review all of them. Yeah. I I would bet you, after a certain amount of years, we would probably start to lose that eye, and we would become overly critical because we are overexposed to so much stuff. You might be right. But I'm also cynical, and I think I think the worst <laughs> of people sometimes. That's fair. I honestly just think that reviewers, critics, they write, they write bad reviews because they know that it'll get more clicks. That's fair. Yeah. And also, I think that like God, if you could if you could read some of this shit, like from I'm pretty sure the Rolling Stone one was really bad. It's clickbait, basically. Uh, well, no, it's just they're they're fucking they're failed. They'll, they're failed journalists. So they write... They I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd go as far as to say they're failed journalists. I'm going to say that. You don't have to agree with me. I'm going to say that because you read this... Uh, you read this shit. They use all this flowery language, like stuff you just don't... Well, uh, words... Like, they want they word, want to come across smarter than they actually are. That's why like, they use that like, language. Like antiquated words that nobody has fucking heard for the last 75 years like that these people use. use. Like... F- like... <laughs> Like nefarious, like and, and it's like and it's like, dude, you're 22, and you're using that word that hasn't been used since the mid 1800s or something. Like, no, 
like just knock it off with this bullshit. You're just trying to already have half a beer. You're just trying to flex your chops, you know, like you're trying to flex your writing chops in hopes that someday someone is going to realize that you are a good writer. This guy knows words. Oh, look at this guy knows big words. That's all it is. Yeah. These fucking critics, dude. I, I, I hate them. I do believe that there is something to be said that if a movie is, if you watch it and you actually like it, to then write a review that is counterpoint to how you actually feel about it, mm. that's going to get clicks. Because if you say they didn't like this movie and a lot of other people did, well, why didn't he like it? Click, 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 right? <clears throat> it's That's that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, it's like look reverse at, psychology. Look at almost. some of this shit. Like, look at, uh, and granted, you remember... Uh, uh, when Dave Chappelle's special came out last yep. summer, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. I watched the new one, by the way. Oh, so did I. Man, it's so it's um it's hits heavy. I want to show that. So good. I want to show it to everybody. Unfortunately, I think he says "pussy" too many times for me to show <laughs> it to everybody that I want to show it to. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is a genius philosopher. Yes, he is. Like I agree that new himself. thing, the new thing he put out. Not a it's, ton of laughs in it. There's some laughs in it. No, it's powerful. There's not a ton of laughs. It's, it's powerful, so though. powerful and yeah. so poignant. Like you, f- you feel every word that he says in your chest. And then it's crazy when you think, like, you're like, this is the guy that did, like, this is the guy that did the fucking the Rick James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Rick James bit and half baked. And then you're like, he's a genius, though. Yeah. He's so he's so smart, dude. And his view of the world is is just like spot on. But anyway, getting back to. Um, what we were talking about, uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Uh, critics, critics, and yeah. I don't know. Fuck critics, dude. Who cares? Um, well, back to back to how what, what we thought about this. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. So we were talking about Odin, right? The 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 the, the triangles symbolize Odin and Greek mythology and all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Odin lost an eye. Uh, Dominic lost an eye, right? And then you get into you think about like I'm I'm fascinated with. Um, I'm fascinated with how completely fucked up the Nazis were, uh-huh. um, to the point where, not 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 to the point, but like they the 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 the, the crazy sons of bitches who were heading up a, a lot of the like the Nazi stuff, right? They were super into occult mysticism, and they were super into these weird like beliefs like actually the entire the entire if you actually look well, at I mean, the look entire at the, nazi party is founded on weird mysticism beliefs well, I mean, look at fucking weird uh, look but, at the look at the swastika isn't the swastika actually like a a, a hindu symbol it was a, yeah it was a hindu symbol that's like a peace, oh i thought it had something yeah. to do with magic no there's a um i once had an ex-girlfriend who was a total basket case and i bought her a <laughs> a, a giant ganesh. ganesh head which is the uh the fucking which thing is, hung in our apartment <laughs> for years because, because <laughs> I bought it for her and then never gave it to her, and so I kept it. Um, it was this big, giant brass mold of a Ganesh head. If you don't know who Ganesh is, it's like the elephant god in like Hindu something or ever. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. That's probably offensive, but I don't know. But if you look at a lot of um, imagery back uh, in, in those, I think I, I think that I'm placing it right, but you'll see the original intent of, uh, of the swastika. I don't think it was actually called the swastika. I think it was a no, different name no, for it. No, no, no. And it was backwards. Right, right, right. It's backwards. Right. But that's where it comes from. Right. And then the Nazis took it and perverted it and made it into what it is today. Dude, I had a... Um, can I just tell you real quick? I, I went to school with this kid. I won't say his name. <laughs> just because. I went to school with this kid who drew a giant swastika on his folder. And everybody saw it, and they're like, dude, what are you doing? It's a Nazi symbol. 
and he had drew, he had drawn it the the proper like uh like hindu was way he, was he trying was, to like educate people where it was backwards and he's like oh actually it's a it's a symbol for peace or i, I think yeah. he thought it was magic maybe that's where i got that it's actually a symbol for uh magic in the hindu religion blah 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 but nope damage was done yeah everybody called him fuck what did they call him because that's not a symbol. That's not a symbol that you can just take back. That no, easily. you can't you take you that can't. back. You no, can't. there there <laughs> but, are some things. But he did it, and everybody called him a Nazi for like the rest of our. Sure. They called him something else. I can't remember what it was. Well, it's kind of like his um, name was his name was Jacob. I'll just say that, and they called him something Jacob. Like there was a, there Adolf, was Adolf Jacob. Something <laughs> like there was a tag onto the front of it. Plus, his, yeah, plus yeah. his. His le- plus his first name and yeah, you can't do that and it went through high school dude you can't it was like yep that's you now um, anyway though yeah so we're talking about this like what what is what does that key open mm. so you know we we mentioned earlier and this is the first time that I thought about it about the whole maybe maybe the whole fact that he is a white supremacist has nothing to do with anything right because now that I'm thinking about it. You know, you have uh, you have Kayla and Ty, uh, who are both African American, right? Uh, so Jeff uh, married. Were they actually married, or were they getting married? No, I think no. He proposed to her. I think that they wanted to. Oh no, he actually when they sat down to dinner, he said, "I've asked Kayla to okay. marry me." Okay, I, I thought he said we've decided we decided to get married. I mean, the way that he said we decided to get married could be both past present or past tense or I don't future think, tense. I don't think he would get married to a woman and not tell his daughter. That's a fair point. <laughs> Unless he's a terrible father. Especially his daughter who's still <laughs> grieving her dead mother. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, okay, I'm married so, again. So anyway, though, so he um so he is going to marry Kayla and uh and with her son Ty, mm-hmm. they are African American. So that plays a big part in this because I, I, that also might be a little bit of a red herring because you automatically see the dichotomy between their characters and Dominic's character, right. and you automatically assume that's what the movie's about, right? right. But the thing is, is that I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't recall him ever making any sort of racial remarks to her or Ty. The only thing that he really ever said... He does said, talk about inbreeding because of like the whole the, German well, thing not, and all that. Not, not, inbreeding, not, 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 not inbreeding, inbreeding, but... but uh, yeah, he, he, he walks in and he... I'm sure the Germans inbred, though. He, keep that bloodline. Oh, of I'm course. sure they did it. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're all why fucked they're up. so violent. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm partly German. Come on, man. Yeah, so am I. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, then it makes sense. <laughs> um, the only thing that he really ever said uh, regarding race at all um, was when he walked in, he saw a dog, and he's like, oh, what kind of dog, and blah, blah, blah. And they said, what kind of dog do you have? And he didn't answer at first. And then and then he starts looking around, and you see that kind of like, that that fucking yeah. white supremacist face come over yeah and and he goes he goes i have a rottweiler so I and, guess he, he, and does. he says and he says it's purebred blah 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 okay. and so the, the germans that... would call it blah 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 blah. and you can't if you want it to have all the attributes of a rottweiler you can't breed crossbreed but that was really the only time that he it ever was but the way he said it though but the way he was telling that story was aimed at her so it was very much well it was it was very much aimed at her relationship so well, it was definitely aimed at them but but that was when he was in there alone the other three guys weren't part of that that's true and the other three guys seemingly had no issue like there was nothing there was nothing it's about true. the other three guys that screamed the white other, supremacist. The, all the to other me. guys unless you count seemed... unless you count wearing a fucking orange mossy oak shirt 
white supremacists. All of the other guys almost seemed put off for being there. Yeah. Like, none of them almost, like, if they had the chance to just leave, well, it was I almost kind of felt like they would have. It was almost like they were a little incredulous of, uh, of his whole plan. Like, he met them in prison, and he says he says at one point to Joel McHale's character, I've never been blessed with children. I've picked up a few strays along the way. And he was talking about those three guys. Yeah. And he, I, I get the sense that when they were in prison, he basically started telling these guys about all the the master plan. Uh-huh. Like I got I have this big plan. We don't know what the plan was really about, but it's almost like they were unwilling participants in a way. Like they sort knew they like, almost knew it was their way out. Like they yeah. could they like this guy's if this guy's promising me that I can get out like I can escape from prison, I'm kind of willing to go along with whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? And if and if Apex's character is anything to go by, he was willing to do what he had to to get out of prison and escape, but he didn't want to do it. Once he was out, that's when he started having problems with what was going on, yeah. right? Because in the beginning, he killed those two kids. Spoilers, yeah. sorry. Uh, which well, is terrible. And the then first five minutes of the movie, and then the rest of the movie, he's wrestling with that the whole time. Because uh, he's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and then several times he says to Dominic, "No more kids, please. No more kids." Right? Yeah. And and then and and he says he even says and and he actually has an opportunity at one point in time after after Becky tears that dude apart with a fucking outboard motor. Oh my god, dude. Uh, that's a <laughs> that's a it's just is as that awesome a, as it sounds. Is that an I spit on your grave kill? I mean, Didn't I she know. kill a dude like that? And she I spit might have. She might have. I haven't seen that movie in forever, Neither but I'm I. pretty sure she did that. Next week. Okay. We're just gonna drink bottles of spit. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> gross. Uh <laughs> I don't know how I but, got COVID. <laughs> but Apex has it. Apex has an opportunity to to just end that whole thing. Yeah, he's got a, and he's obviously he's obviously messed up about. It. And so he has a great moment me, with Becky in that scene where, like, he really like you see his true nature, like how he doesn't really want to be doing any of that. Like, granted, a, granted, this is after he full on choke slams her and then punches her well, in the chest. Sure, but no, <laughs> with, no, his, no. with his three oh, foot oh, diameter there's, fist there's two sides of him that you can see that are competing right <laughs> right, like right right he's got the side of him where he's trying to be a good soldier after what dominic had spoken to him about mm. in that other scene we were talking yeah. about and then there's the other side of him though that doesn't really want to do it and right. you can see that there's this battle within himself yeah. and he finally after giving becky the rock bottom like he finally like comes to his senses he's like i don't want to fight you you know it's like yeah. i don't want to do this right and i'm making this i'm making a stand right now what i just did i'm disgusted <clears throat> with and i'm making a stand right now walk away and i'm gonna walk that way right done right? right and that's what you think is the last time that you see him and then big old spoilers end of the movie he comes back and actually helps becky mm-hmm. right comes out I mean, you kind of saw it coming. Like you kind of could figure that he was gonna come back. At least I, I actually did. didn't. I, was I see. Surprised. I did. I did. I called that as soon as he left. Like, oh, he ain't. He ain't, he ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he comes back though and actually sort of helps Becky. Oh, he saves her for sure. And she was he, about to get her head blown off. Yeah, and he ends up being the last bad guy standing. Mm-hmm. And then she just pulls up a gun and fucking blows his fucking head off, he which is... came out of nowhere. Okay, we're going to say this, and then we're going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. We should probably talk about the kills. Well, she, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, that right there, though, was my favorite kill because of how 
out of the blue it was. He's literally... It was so effective. So he stopped himself from killing her earlier in the movie and said, walk away, I'm going to walk away too. Disappears. He comes back to save her last moment before she gets her head blown off by Dominic, right? Yep. And then <laughs> Dominic is super dead. <laughs> so super dead. And Apex is on his knees in front of this 16-year-old girl. And he just says... He starts. He actually starts monologuing again. He starts to like. You think it's gonna be this heartfelt moment? Like he, he starts to go. I've done such such bad things in my life, and I, you know, there's no making up. For there's it. no making up for it. But maybe by saving your life, and then <laughs> just fucking blows him away. Oh my god! Dude. The look on her face too was like, oh shit, this is a bad bitch. Oh, like, just, oh, just, I mean that in the best way possible. Just like steely, dude. Once, oh, yeah. oh, dude, once her, once her, spoilers again, once her dad <laughs> dies in this movie, she is steely. Unhinged. unhinged. Steely yeah. and unhinged. She's great. It's so good. Yeah, she uh, is, she is everything you want in just a completely scrappy, take no bullshit, I'm going to murder your fucking ass 16-year-old girl. That, like, that first kill... I, that first kill, dude. The dude, the guy who comes. So the she oh, she, she stabs me yeah, with she, a fucking broken ruler. Like, yeah, so oh, she runs. God. She runs out. She's got like a little hut in the middle of the woods oh, that she peek. likes to Why go to. Peek? I've been peeking all night because I'm getting. It's the first time I've had to do it. Getting excited. Oh, uh, I peeked right there. I can see it. It's right there. <laughs> um, oh my god! I just peeked. <laughs> I just peeked my pants. Um, so she runs out into this. Like she's got a little hut in the middle, like a little fort in the middle of the woods, right? And she takes uh, Diego, who mm-hmm. is, I could, uh, was he like a doggo Argentino or a, What are you talking about? The, the breed of dog. Oh, I thought they were both pit bulls, were they not? No. Okay, I guess I didn't pay attention. One, one of them most certainly wasn't a pit bull. One oh, of them I didn't was pay, like a, I guess I didn't pay attention. One of them was like a lab mix or something. Oh, well, whatever. The other one I don't think was, a, it was too big to be a, I it thought it was like pretty a. pretty big pits. I it was or it like could a, be a mix. They could have both been mixes too. In all fairness, yeah, that's true. I, I just I, it looked like a dog Argentino to me. Big but dog, like, much teeth. Yeah, big dog, much teeth. So this guy comes out earlier in the movie. The guy had mentioned how he hates dogs mm-hmm. and actually shot one of the dogs because he's an a- he's an asshole. <laughs> so he goes, and so he goes, he goes out to try and find Becky. And he opens the door to the fort, and Diego comes out at him, and he's like, fuck, fuck. So he knows he can't get into the fort. So he's basically just trying to reason with her and say, just give me the key, and I'll go away, and then you can be reunited with your family, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It's all good. Uh, so she she kind of formulates, formulates this plan and then executes it just so nicely <laughs> and it's it's so brutal dude it's really not nicely at all she it's, she it's breaks really a, like she breaks scrappy. a ruler in half so that it's it's uh it's it's jagged mm-hmm. and then she takes a bunch of colored pencils and tapes them together with like some nice like frilly striped <laughs> tape <laughs> and then she the thing that she did where she like flicked the quarter out into the to -hmm. the grass and she said here's the key yeah go get it and then she because she had important part of the story here is that she had found the tin with the key in it Mm. a while back yeah and she brought it into her uh clubhouse right it's just like a little keepsake yeah she found it in the house and kept it and that's 
Yeah. So she takes the, I mean, this kill, dude. Like, it's she ta- brutal. She rides the zip line down toward him, stabs him with the, stabs him in the chest with the broken ruler. And then as he's pulling that out, she jumps on his back with the colored pencils and just starts stabbing him in like the cervical spine. Oh, it's so brutal. And then. <laughs> He throws her off. She grabs the ruler again it's, and stabs it right through his jugular. And then when he's on the ground bleeding out, she just starts kicking the ruler further into his neck. Oh, God. It's the look on her face while well, she's, she's doing it that she's, is so She's screaming. It's like crazy. she's had a psychotic, like, had a, a, like did, a mental breakdown. Well, she did have a mental break. Her at the very end of the movie, you can tell. Yeah, that's She what, still has the key, right? Here's, here's the thing. She still has the key. And the look in her eyes at the very end of the movie, she goes... Mm. I'm going to figure out what this key is for. Yeah. And I am not done spilling blood. So did you read any uh, interviews or anything with any of the actors? Well, like I said, I read the one interview with Lulu, how she was super pumped. There was a super strong childlike female lead or whatever. And she's so sick of seeing 16 year old girls being, you know, reduced to just nothing. In basically. that interview, did she mention the sequel? No. Aaron, Aaron and I read a, an inter- interview where she says, uh, she, she's talking about how frustrating it was because Kevin James, he actually knows what the key's for. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. He knows, like, so Dominic, Dominic in the movie knows what the key is for. And at one point Nobody in time, Kayla asks him, what the, f-? like, you've lost an eye, your friends are dead, like, you're going to die. What is what the fuck is this all for? Like, Anything. what is why is this where? And he goes on this whole he goes on this whole spiel about like power and 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 uh, and and planning and executing, but he never actually tells you what the no. key is for. So at I, the end I of the movie, that, you have no idea. I think that he thinks that it's like the key to immortality, this mysticism, maybe or or, so, or maybe not immortality, but something profound. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. Um. So. So, uh, yeah, so, ah, shit. <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I lost my train. So, anyway, Lulu mentions in this interview that Kevin knows what it's for. He actually knows. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because he won't tell anybody, obviously, because he's committed to the... It's probably him and the director are the right. only ones that know. Right. But he and, needed that, though, and for he, his... And she's like, I don't... She says in the interview, I don't know what the key is for, but maybe that's what the sequel's for. So she mentions the sequel. I don't know if there actually is any talk of a sequel to this movie, but I, there might. There might. Who knows? Maybe she knows what we don't know. The weird and there's thing talk about, of, or like the you know, the next portion of it is her journey to find out what the keys actually. Well, the for. weird thing about the current climate that we're in is that none of these movies are going to make their money back right now. It's right. just not going to happen. Right. Um. At least not in a profitable way. Um. So it makes you wonder. Will this movie get a sequel? You know what I'm saying? Like, I are the studios going to understand that this came out during a time when you're not going to see it and they're going to give I it should a pass? Because so. typically speaking, sequels are predicated on how much money how, they do how much money they make. So, right. I really hope they don't use the the times against it because I would. Part of me really wants to see a sequel. Mm. The other part of me doesn't ever want to know. <laughs> like, I yeah, want what same. we're doing right now to just be its legacy. Exactly. Yeah, um, so because I because we'll we love movies like this yeah. where we can just sort of hypothesize, yeah, and, exactly, and, exactly, and, and never really. But at the same time, like it's almost like 
I'd love to discuss this movie for the next 20 years, and then 20 years down the road, somebody tells me the answer. I would love to discuss this movie for the next 20 minutes, but we do have to wrap this up. Yes. Fun fact, Simon Pegg was originally slated to play Dominic. Wow. Simon Pegg. That would have been interesting. It would have been. I think Kevin James is a better choice, though. Kevin, I think that, Kevin uh, James hit it out of the park, I dude. think the world works in mysterious ways, and it, the better guy got the role. Not that I don't love Simon Pegg. Oh, I love Simon Pegg. I just think that, the, honestly, I just can't picture Dominic being played by a scrawny, you know, British guy. Like, it, I, that just doesn't make any sense. I could just because it would make... I'm granted, he doesn't have to be British, I suppose, but... It would, it would make... It would make... I think he would have... I, w- I think he would have a much harder job. Because Kevin James, he did two things. He looked imposing... Mm-hmm. While being soft spoken, sure, and so I guess this is three things to he looked imposing while being soft spoken, but also obviously being a master manipulator, sure. Simon Pegg doesn't look imposing, so he would have to ramp up that, yeah. that like, can you imagine that si- soft spoken psychopathic manipulation? You know what I mean? Can you imagine Simon Pegg having control over a guy like Apex? <laughs> Like I can't imagine. It really does. I can't work. imagine Kevin James having control over See, a guy I like can, Apex. But I can though. That's what Kevin well, James yeah, was I mean, so good he at. Fuck, is he that pulled it I off. Believed it. I mean, in real life though. But that monologue. I'm telling you what. Like that monologue oh, dude, between that weird. between Dominic and Apex is worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. That scene is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the Bex man. Yep. It's uh Bex and Becky. 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 Bex. Bexay. All right. Hey, All right. that's it, man. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that um, I think that people should just go see it. I agree. Both, I mean, both I mean, of these. If you're, if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, shame on you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, both of these movies go were fantastic. If you can manage to see both of them at the drive-in, highly recommend yeah. it. So Together, uh, separately doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good double bill, though. Maybe one will be double bill with Bad Boys Three. You. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, You can also find the uh, the show on all major streaming sites, including Spotify now. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Uh, Give it a like. Give it it 10 stars. Give give it it two stars. stars. Give it... uh, some some loving mm. maybe flash it even mm. if you're a dude it's yeah. fine <laughs> yep that's fine <laughs> you know i'll always look just at flash some... your computer screen even if there's no camera on i'll always just, look just at some it. pipe i don't know <laughs> 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 all right that's it for this week hey 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 yeah support your local driving yes they're doing the god's work right now yes the lord's work yes please do. um in this weird 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 world that we're living in the drive-in is uh is is keeping sanity, I think, for a lot. I of hope people. it makes a comeback, dude. Like for real. Well, I, I hope. That it is. I hope after everybody. I hope after every all of this is over, everybody dude, realizes the 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 beauty of the drive well, and AMC, continues to go. AMC, one of the biggest movie chains in the entire country, basically said they're they don't know how they're going to survive after this. They've already said that uh-huh. they're already closing a fuck ton of stores yeah. or uh, theaters. Yeah. So the drive-in might be the new normal for a while. Hey, man. And you know what? I'm all about it. I'm cool with the it. The drive-in's great. I just wish they would get one a little closer to us. <laughs> Being that we went to the, the drive-in last weekend and this weekend coming up, yeah, it will be the 
the most I've been to a theater. Oh yeah, like in a long time. Like I'm I'm going I've to been, see more <laughs> movies at the drive-in now than I would have in been, a regular theater. I haven't gone to the theater twice in in two weeks since my kids were born. So, it's an experience, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome. awesome. So, all right, all right, man. Uh, well, that's it. Hey, hey, cheers, next, brother. Uh, next week, next week we got something, something. <laughs> we'll tell you on Instagram. Check, check the IG; it's there. All right, cheers. Try to have a good night.